Hello, good evening and good welcome to Xbox Tavern's X-Pod Tavern, episode 142nd on this wonderful Sunday. Uh, and it's the time of year where we look back on all the good things and bad things and we discuss them and we reveal what has been our favourites of the year. And doing that with me this week is MVP Graham. Come on in. MPV Graham, I'll get it wrong around. MPV Graham, come in. How are you? Good festive hello. Good festive hello indeed, indeed. I enjoy your uh, your festive jumper you've got on there. Yeah, snazzy. Very snazzy. It's the right word. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we've got Millie Man in. Oh, sorry. Wait, sorry. 1.6? Yeah. 1.6 oh, million. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, a goal. Yeah. it's a goal for the new year to get to 1.6. So far. Great. This been, is about three weeks on the drop now. He's, he's, I've been disgraceful, haven't I? Absolutely yeah. out. But, but you made up for it with a wonderful uh, jumble. Give us a quick give us a quick show off. Yeah. I've got 10,000 more to go before I'm on 1.6. Okay. Well, hopefully, by the time next time we speak to each other, we'll, we'll be across that mark. We've also got Scott Javros. Let's bring him in. Hello, Scott Javros. Hello, chaps. Hey, look, look at that. Majestic. Show, God, give us, give us a... All right. Kiss me. Tower all. Yes. <laughs> you get a plug out of us tonight. <laughs> <laughs> It is the, the, the joyous time of year. You know, why not? It's yeah. time for some and sharing. Uh, but it's not just the four of us this week. We finally managed to wrangle him. We've lassoed, lassoed him in. We've dragged him onto the show. Here he is, our special guest. Pete, come on in. Special guest Hi. Pete. Here. How are you? <laughs> Hello. Yes, thank you. It's good to finally be <laughs> back on this uh, Sunday evening. At 8 p.m. Festive-ish. Festive-ish indeed. Scott, everyone else is showing off their Christmas tops. Uh, Pete, show us your. Uh, yeah, look at that. Getting, getting the representing the Grinch. Damn. Someone has to. Someone exactly. Has to. Damn right. You know this. This is a bit too festive for my liking. But on brand, on brand. Bit of Xbox. Uh, <laughs> festive jumper of goodness. Game right. Yeah. So this this week is going to be Game of the Year show. We're going to discuss our favourites. Probably our least, uh, some of our least favourites and some honourable mentions and some surprises. Um, I hear there's a game called Starfield that especially guess Pete's been itching to talk about for three months. So we, uh, we, we'll get to that at some point, I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, uh, but yeah, so gentlemen, yes. before we kick things off, yeah. do you want to do Guess a Game this week? Oh, oh go on then. then. Go on then. Go on yeah. then. Why not? No, you you bring you get it up, Ross, for me. Perfect chance to put myself on mute on the turbo. Um, so guess the game. If you're not familiar, guess the oh, game is, well, a, um, is a, a game like Wordle. Six uh, pictures. Guess the game, basically. Um, it's wonderful, and it's a lot of fun. Oh. We do it every week on the podcast. Normally, to kick things off. Uh, so, gentlemen, I'm I'm gonna surprise no one. I forgot and did it this morning. Oh, oh, fuck. oh fuck. what are we doing? <laughs> How about it? How about it? Because I, I, I feel ashamed of myself because I really should have got it in one, but I didn't. So, uh, yes, yeah, so I mean, I you, I mean, you should I mean, have got fe- it in one. I'm feeling some sort of like NBA street type idea. Re- oh yeah, really? It's the Jamaican shorts that make it look That's like Steve Bolt or something. Street. I don't know. It. It's not Volta. Volta. There's no way Jay would have known. It's too animated. Could be. It could be FIFA Street. No, NBA Street more than. And then why would Jay know it's FIFA Street? FIFA Street, no. But Jay said he should have got it in one. Why would Jay have got that in one? That's a good point. FIFA. 
either. Yeah, I mean, in fairness, it does look very much like the edge of a penalty box, so that rules out NBA to me. Right, go FIFA. It's more of a centre circle. No, nah, it's not a FIFA. I, that's that. I believe that's a basketball. That's not a centre. Is that a centre circle or is that a basketball? No, it's the edge of the D. That's what I mean. Yeah, oh, I'm not even sure it's that. It looks like a centre circle bit, but the edge I think of the D. Right, looks is my favourite band's like nickname. Basketball than it does football, but it's just why would Jay get that in one? Oh, is that the top of the key? In basketball, that's why I first went. To that's what I think is a centre circle in basketball. Yeah, and the shoes and the shoes look like Air Jordans. I mean, there's a something that for Jay to get it would be something like NBA Jam or something. But so we said FIFA Street. What was the other one? What's a basketball version? NBA Street? NBA, yeah, NBA Street or NBA Jam. But I'm not sure Jay played either of those. It's the bloody Jamaican shorts that's put me off. But we need well, to guess something, so someone has to take charge. Well, we go Let's NBA Street. I'm going. I'll, I'll take charge. NBA Street. Ben. And and the reason I say I should have got it in one is because I looked at it bleary-eyed this morning and I did what you lot did. I saw the shorts, I saw the trainers, I saw the D for the football, for like the goal fit. So I just inst- <laughs> instantly hit FIFA Street and I was like, oh, no, it's a fucking basketball thing, isn't it? In fairness, you, you can get no sympathy for the fact that you played it at bleary-eyed o'clock this morning when you know on a Sunday <laughs> you're yeah. I know, and, I, I just forgot. And you've done it like three or four times it's already. Not like, this is the first thing we've done it was your idea, and you've done it three or four times. There you go. Look um, at it. it definitely would have given it away there. Yeah. Well, yeah I don't think I've ever played it. Um, have I played it? Like 2001, like. bloody hell. 22 years old. Yeah, I've never played this. Yeah, I've never played it, but I recognise that. that makes sense. I don't, yeah, I don't remember it. Yeah, so, uh, so yeah, so that was indeed NBA Street, not FIFA Street. Um uh, did it say what platform it could come out on? I missed it. Probably PlayStation. I guess it was PlayStation and Xbox, but oh, PS2. Um, yeah, back in 2000 and, and where was she said? What, in 2001. So you go, go to guesser.game. You can play along. Wonderful little game we play each and every Sunday on this podcast and uh, each and every day in our Discord, which you can link down below. Da, da. Plug rules already. So, gentlemen, now we've got a bit of a of a warm-up out of the way, bit of a guess the game going on. Should we get into the actual game of the year round and round-ups? Ooh-ish. Round of the round-ups. Yes. Let's do round it. of the round-ups. So we've got a few categories. We've got, we're all going to do a top three. We're going to do a couple of honorable, honorable mentions. Our favourite project game pass game. Uh, biggest surprise and biggest disappointment. Uh, we'll, ra- we'll fire through them because obviously I was a beer for like six hours. Um, but yes. I haven't really thought of an order for us to go in, so I'm just going to go in the order of th- that you're on my screen. So, Scott Schaff-Ross, you're up first. Go for it. Um, let's go with your first honourable mention of the year. So, my first honourable mention, I'll get my traitorism out of the way, um, is Spider-Man 2. <sighs> so, ah. get it out of the way. It's not in my top three, so I can brush and over so it quickly. What, what did it for you that made it uh, sort of get into the honourable mention? The first game was fantastic. It pretty much copies and pastes the first one. Um, merges in, obviously, having Miles Morales in it as well. Um, just beautiful-looking game, uh, brilliant gameplay. Just love having the different variety of villains that they've got in it. Um, they've added lots more to it in regards to what was in both games. Um, so you've got things like the Prowler missions from Miles Morales, um, Brian Craven in, having the backstory with like Harry Osborne and stuff like that. So not quite got enough hours into it to maybe justify a sort of big push into the top three, but it's definitely 
top five for me for games of this year. Very nice indeed. Very nice. Has anybody else here played Spider-Man 2? I don't imagine you have, but... No. Um, Graham, I know you're a big PlayStation gamer. Not, yeah. Not yeah. Gamer. I mean, you're the only one. I heard the biggest, <laughs> the biggest villain was Topher Grace. Yeah, it's one of those games that's never really interested me in the slightest. No, like, I, it I does look fun, game. but more like... Yeah, yeah. I must admit, when, when they launched it, it was sort of sitting... Uh, in my basket, a couple of times, I was like, "Should I?" Like you said, just not really grabbing. It's never maybe made me one day. over the edge to go. Oh, I really want yeah. to get it. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, I think Miles Morales is on PS Plus, so I might subscribe to that one day and have a go and see if that grabs me. Uh, and then we'll He's go the best Spider-Man. So makes yeah. Well, yeah. So Spider-Man Two on the old PS Five is it's only a PS Five game, and it's not PS. Yeah. yeah, the new one's only PS Five. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Okay, cool. So that's Scott Scrofrost's first game, Spider-Man 2. Graham, you're up yes. next, and your first honourable mention of 2023, uh, please. I had to pick and choose between. I had a couple of honourable mentions. Um, I think because it recently squeaked into it and it wasn't a full game, I'd say the the um, Like a Dragon, the man who erased his name, would become in there as my honourable mention. Just because it's not the full game, but it's still pretty awesome. But... If it was a fall, then it would easily get into the top three. But yeah, that's my first honourable mention just because gotta love a Yakuza game and as yeah, it's just awesome. It's everything that the other ones are and it's a modern day one and yeah, lots of content compacted into what was essentially kind of like a, a bridge or a taster game and mm. it's still got plenty of content jammed into it still. Yeah, well it still took me what, nearly 40 hours, I think, to play through it, even though it's a sort of spin-off game. Uh, yeah. And that was still fucking around a bit, but not too much. Uh, and it's a good way to play Daytona 2 for the first time at home as well, which is exciting. <laughs> um, and fighting Vipers and, and something. And uh, Sonic the Fighters as well. Exactly. A lot of procrastination. And golf and darts and drinking and uh, <laughs> Mahjong and all sorts of crazy. Anyway, we could we, we could talk just to the entire fucking show about uh, all the side games and, and Like a Dragon, but yeah, uh, yeah. But yeah, that's yeah. my honourable mention just because it was awesome for a bridge game. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, nice. Okay, so first on all engine there, Like a Dragon, the man who erased his name, um, and we'll uh, go from there. But Ian, your first honourable HM. We'll refer to him from now on. Of 2023, please. Yes, so my first one mentioned, I was I had three honorable mentions, um, and I was torn between them all which one I should put. So I will say, just missed out, just didn't squeak in. Would it's Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom? I just feel that I haven't put enough time in to justify putting it into um, the top area of my game of the year. I do need to play more, and I think it's one of the games over the Christmas time period I'm actually going to fully invest some time in. To play, you and me both. You and me both. Because um, I feel like it's just such a brilliant game. I loved Breath of the Wild. Um, you think my, you're going to have much time to game after the Pokemon DLC comes out? That's also mm. April. Pokemon DLC comes out the 14th of December. I read somewhere it was April, but that's why I tagged you the other day, that's saying 14th of December. No, okay. <laughs> you, can, we, you don't worry about the Pokemon. You can get to that another time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll see. Yeah. I mean, Tears of Kingdom looks like game. It looks absolutely amazing, but also too complicated for me. I don't know if you guys saw saw that video on social media where that guy has like reenacted a Godzilla movie. I just... <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, just... you don't have to go to that extreme, but yeah, I know, it's, it's, yeah, it's very it's... impressive. Yeah, it's very, very yeah. impressive. So I feel like that was just missed out. So again, technically, my phenomenal mention will be a bit cheeky, 
But main I want to mention is I'm going to go down Indie Voot and give a special shout out to Teardown. 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 I think it was one, I think for me, it peaks in more is because I really enjoyed it and it's something I played with my son. And when he kind of embraces game and when he's not very much, he likes, he loves, loves his game, but hates losing. Um, Mm -hmm. So obviously when these kind of multiplayer games kind of gets really left out and especially like even co-op ones, you know, he still wants to get the most kills, but obviously. You can't kill as many as you have to kill as more more than because obviously you're trying to carry him, and even then when you're carrying him, he gets upset. Whereas teardown is just pure destruction, and you take it in turns. And it seems to be like that, especially like he'll t- he'll like destroy everything for me, and then I have to go and do all the objectives. So again, for me, it was a nice bonding experience with my son playing that game and playing foot with him. Um, so for me, teardown definitely gets an honorable mention, just purely because of the physics-based engine and how much destruction you can do, and how much fun we both had playing it together. Very nice indeed. Very nice indeed. I, I did share the press release with you the other day, but they're actually looking at adding my online multiplayer now, even though oh, they said good. initially they weren't because it was obviously really complicated. So, yeah, maybe one day we could actually jump in together and smash some shit up. Once um, you burn everything and then me trying to put it me, out. Yeah, obviously, yeah, me burn everything down and you and Tyler doing all the good stuff. Nice. So, tear down. Ian's uh, first honourable mention. Uh, special guest, Pete. Welcome back to the show. How are you? I am fantastic. Thank you. Uh, it's been a while. Me HM1, yeah. So, like Ian, I had kind of 300 me- mentions. Uh, I managed to get two in there. My third one mention is going to go into my biggest surprise category. Uh, so, my, I know, right? Cheeky. <laughs> I'm actually quite impressed with my top five because I've got like five different genres as well. So, I'm, I'm quite impressed with myself here as well. Uh, but I should probably get on with it, shouldn't I? Uh, my first one is going to be Miasma Chronicles. Uh, again, that was released earlier in the year. It's a kind of tactical turn-based game. Um, I gave it a 7.9 uh, when I reviewed it, but for some reason, it's even though I wanted to play new games, it's, it keeps on... You know when a game's kind of calling to you, play me, mm-hmm. play me again? It's doing that, even though I only gave it a 7.9. And then when I thought game of the year, it was the first game that came to my head for some reason, even though the games I'm going to speak about later are better and I perform more. For some reason, the Asma Chronicles just kind of was the first, <laughs> the first one I thought of. And the, the the social media team are really friendly. I literally put a tweet uh, a tweet out or an X out, whatever it's called, and said, you know, I really enjoyed the Asma Chronicles. Finished it even like a month or two after release, and they replied saying, "Oh, glad you enjoyed the game, blah blah." And I raised an issue about I think um, achievement not popping, which stemmed with the quick resume feature. Um, but yeah, the Asma Chronicles is my first. Honourable mention. That would nice. make me very angry on obtainables. <laughs> Damn your achievements! Yeah, so, yeah, it's, I know. Size of as quick resume seems to be uh, foiling quite a few games at the moment. Yeah, it does. I feel like, especially the ones that have a sync to an online service. Yeah. Um, it's worse. The worst one, I don't I never understand. They still have it to this fucking day. It's Apex Legend on quick resume. It's absolutely pointless because you need to be an online service. Yeah, but same as Fortnite does it, Call of Duty does it, they all do it. So why? Like, why have they quick resume? Because I can't even play the game. It takes longer for me to log into the game with quick resume than it does without quick resume. Yeah, it's the same with FIFA as well. It's just ridiculous. It's just like, you're just dragging me back to the main menu. There's fucking no reason for this. <laughs> yeah. The only reason you get to see the EA Sports is in their game, it's like you're ruining the best bit. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you've, got to get your, you've got to set the mood, haven't you, for playing a bit of EA Sports FC? EA Sports. Nice. Okay, so Miasma Chronicles, is that special guest Pete? Yep, Miasma Chronicles. Nice, nice. So, on slight tangent, 
the reason one of the reasons Lake got it in that year was the same as you. It just one of them games that sort of jumped to the top of the list, no matter what. Even though I played technically better games, uh, it was one of them games that just kept coming back to my uh, back to my memory yeah. every time. It's I one of those games where I feel like was I harsh giving it a seven point nine, but then when I, I read back through my review, and I was like, oh yeah, that's why I get I docked it like <laughs> some points. Yeah, we can go read go read his review on xboxtime.com right now. Uh, right, my turn then. HM1 by Russ. Um, <laughs> like you guys were saying, I had a, a list. I've been keeping track of all the games I completed this year. Does Ross know something I... that about Jay's next pick, which is why he's gone? Is it football manager and he's got Ross I, off the feet? Yeah. <laughs> I, um, I, I had a, a, a good 12 games that I could have been anywhere on this, this list at the minute. And I was going through them. It's been very hard to cut them all out, but I've, I've done my best to... to I'm sure if you ask me tomorrow, the entire list will change. But right now, my first honourable mention is the Tartarus Key, which was a Resident Evil style, like PS1, Sega Saturn presented, uh, like psychological horror puzzle game. And I had a bloody great time with it, as you would imagine. Um, it's just, it was weird. It had a, like a weird setup of like individual puzzle rooms you had to solve to save people. And depending on how many people you save, you change the ending. Uh, it had weird sort of, uh, psychological horror moments to it um, and the way it was presented again was like a, a Saturn game so all the textures and models were warping and clipping and it all looked really old school even though there was a lot of actually quite impressive stuff going on and yeah I just had a, a bloody brilliant time there was a, a lot of good horror games this year as we'll get to but that was one of the ones that almost made the top three but I had to I had to bump it down just because just... the other ones were were ever so slightly more preferable for me um, yeah so that's my one, the Tartarus key. Again, you can go read most of these reviews on xboxdam.com right now. Um, that would be, be wonderful if you want to, want to do us a favour. That would be lovely. Ross, are you ready? Are you back? That's good timing, actually. Yeah, yeah I, I was I was vamping just in case. And you, you did I was trying to run away way. just in case it was leak. We should mix up the orders. Don't go back. Well, I, I, I was thinking we'll mix it up. We'll go around the same way this time. and then Because we've got quite a few categories, and then I'll mix it up after this one. So, Ross... Give me, we're going to move on to our favorite Project Game Pass game of this year. If you're not familiar, Project Game Pass is a big game from Game Pass each and every month. We play it, we discuss it, we rate it roughly uh, on the podcast, and then we move on. So, I feel played... like there could be a bit of repetition in this one. Yeah, possibly. We've played a, uh, well, I hope so anyway. <laughs> we'll see. Um, we've uh, we've played, well, if anyone uh, has a, a same whopping... as what say now, yeah, makes yeah. sense. We've had, we've had a, a whopping 11 games we've played this year for Project Game Pass, obviously, because we are now in December. Um, there's been some really good ones, some not so good ones. But Ross, some tell us what was your favorite tragic ones <laughs> yeah, again, which we'll get to later on. What was your favorite Project Game Pass game of 2023? To absolutely no one's surprise, um, I'm going to say it was Exo Primal. Um, probably oh. a game I would not have touched had it not been for Project Game Pass. Um, picked it up, absolutely fucking loved it. Um, when we had our like our sessions playing it, I think it's one of the few ones where we put back in at least. I mean, that first night that we properly jumped into it, we put a good three, three and a bit hours into it. Um, got into the customization, loved the. I mean, it was quite repetitive in regards to what you had to do, but it was that enjoyable when you were doing it. That was really the main thing. Um, going up against some of the big bosses that came. So obviously, once you leveled up a wee bit more, still no idea what the story is. Snow, not a fucking scooby what happens yeah, in the story. Yeah. All I know yeah. is 
big ass dinosaurs come through big ass portals and big ass guns shoot the big ass dinosaurs and Jay runs around setting fire to everything. Damn right. And every now and then some <laughs> smarmy fucking woman on the boat on the ship like gives you a, a snarky comment. And also and then move on. Back to the point of Jay runs around sets fire to everything and completely defeats the purpose of having a healer on his team oh, yeah. because he's on yeah. the other side of the fucking map. Damn right, baby. Damn right. I will stick up for you and don't worry. I will yeah. stick up for you. <laughs> I tried my best, but Yeah, to fucking best. stay away from the healing circle. Exactly, yeah, exactly. Um so did anybody else have Exoprimal on their list? I almost did. I didn't pick for that one in the end. I'm kind of surprised Ross didn't choose something else, but I'm guessing it's because it's in another part of the show. <laughs> yeah, so uh so the, that's Ross's first Project Game Pass. Uh, favorite, uh, sorry, favorite Project Game Pass game of 2023, Exo Primal, uh, which we played, was it April, was it? Um, I've got it down as July. So July, July was when I watched. Yeah. How far the, the year has fucking flown by. Feels like just yesterday. Um, yeah, that no, was a good game. Very good game. It's one of the few, like you were saying, Ross, I've actually gone back and played, not not just on my own, but I think with Ian a little bit as well, yep. like separately. Uh, even outside of Project Game Pass, so yeah, so it was, it's a it's a good game. Graham, yes, drop me drop me your favourite Project Game Pass game from the list we played this year, please. So the one I chose was probably the most I just had the most fun with playing, and that was with yourself trying to <gasps> solve some mysteries and get out of a certain room. It was Escape Academy. <sighs> so, I mean, we had. Was that on Project Game Pass this year? That wasn't Project Game Pass. Was it not? not no, that's right. it was Project Game Pass, but I don't know. Damn it, Graham. Was it not? That's right. I did not saw it on this year's one. I went well, back no, because I did the live stream with Dan of it last year. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think. Yeah, it was oh, last year. There's a handy list on the website. Yeah, no, I went through that link. That's why I was looking through them all. I swear that was in there. For this so year. in which case, Grease one is actual primal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was between those two. And that's one, yeah. Oh yeah, Escape Academy was last. Uh, sorry, August twenty twenty two. Yeah. Okay, I must have read that list wrong. But yeah, Get okay. then I guess. Yeah, well, no, I just read the list wrong clearly. Um, but yeah, well, it's fine. Extra Primal was a very close second because it was something that we all played together and enjoyed quite a lot together, and it was kind of good fun. Like I said, trying to pronounce some of the dinosaurs that <laughs> they kind of liked. <laughs> And getting dogs abused from Zordon from Power Rangers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, this was in Funky Skins, good shooting dinosaurs. And yeah, it was one of the good times that we had playing all together. It's probably one of the better ones. So yeah, yeah right I guess right. I seconded with Exo Primal then. Nice. So Ross and Graham picking Exo Primal. I mean, again, we've only got 11 games, but that's a healthy majority already at the five of us. Um, nice. Ian. Hello. Favorite Project Game Pass game for this wonderful year of 2023. So for me, you know me, a lot of my, my Project Game Pass is late. Obviously, yeah. Play them. And for me, it was torn between two. Um, if you but... say Deathloop, I'm going to reach. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's going to be Deathloop. Uh, it's it is Deathloop. Deathloop was January, so it's definitely this year. It's not the one I thought you would have went for, if I'm honest. I was torn between Cassette Beast because I did really like that. Yeah. Well. Cassette, Beast, Cassette Beast is who I had you pegged in for going. Yeah, Cassette Beast was brilliant and so much fun, but definitely was just fucking fantastic. And it is very yes, good. it took me a while to play it through it, but when I, find, when I actually finally put some time aside and just sat down and played it, the next thing I know it's nearly 2 a.m. in the morning, I'm like, shit, what the fuck's happened? And that's when you know it's a good game because 
<laughs> just constantly not forgetting about the time you're just playing and the fact that I did everything all pure stealth as well for me. Love my stealth games and get for all the bosses, killing them all. Pure stealth, not being seen, just killing them. Um, made it fantastic. And I love the whole storytelling between you can kill different people in the different areas, but there's only one perfect way to do it. And I did the perfect way. Damn right. Definitely, it's a great game. Fucking tremendous game. Absolutely tremendous game. Um, it was. It's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I've got nothing else. Nothing. Nothing more glowing to say than that, apart from one, the one I've got to pick, obviously. But let's go to uh, special guest Pete. <laughs> on, drop, drop, uh, I mean, you know, I I didn't have a good time at Project Game Pass this year for some reason. Uh, the multiplayer games I couldn't get involved because I you seem to play on days I'm not available. You know, uh, that's not. I mean, we don't do it on purpose, obviously. No, I got to say it's no one's fault. You know, <laughs> um, I got a feeling it might have been Jacinth, but I ended up not being able to play it because I was reviewing other games and doing other stuff. Um, I almost went with Starfield, but then I was like, we did FIFA. You know, um, I uh, I'm not gonna lie. I, I know I didn't finish my games, but I I really enjoyed that month of playing FIFA with each other, doing a little kind of inside Xbox Tavern tournament. Um, I'd quite like to do that again. Maybe in a different game. What was the score between you and Ross again? (laughs) Me and and Ross. uh, 3-3. It was was a a game that got called off due to too many red cards. Ah, right. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're too busy. (laughs) (laughs) So so your favourite... Yeah, I'll say FIFA just because I think it was a different take on what we're doing on the Project Game Pass. It was a bit of fun. Everyone got involved. Everyone was playing their matches. Even Dan got involved, for Christ's sake. You know, when Dan gets involved, you know it's a good, you know, it's gonna, it's a fun time. So I'll have to go Indeed. FIFA 23 on mine. Nice, <laughs> nice. And uh, I, I don't know if the clips ever made it up to YouTube, but if they have, go check them out. If not, I think Daniel's pest- them for 2025. Yeah, keep pestering us and we'll get them up <laughs> at some point. Um, so yeah, so nice. So let me let me have a quick recap here. We've got Ross, uh, I've already forgotten what he said. Extra Primal. Same with Graham, Ian Defloop, Special Kiss Pete, FIFA 23. If you say Jassant, you're getting kicked out of the pro- program. <laughs> One, two, Jassant! <laughs> yes, that is indeed my favourite project game pass oh, this year. Fucking knew it. Uh, we've had a tremendous <laughs> list, as you guys have said. I mean, you've all made strong cases for Exo Primal and um, Deathloop as well. Did you actually have more fun playing Jassant than you did Exo Primal? Yes. Because wow. it was just. Well, I, I want whatever you're on. Fun. Yeah, I'm saying more. Fun. He's old. <laughs> I just, Ugh, the goosebumps just, are coming when out. I, when I think back, I mean, Exo Prime was a lot of fun. Again, definitely was a lot of fun. The FIFA <sighs> tournament was a lot of fun, surprisingly. But Jusant has just got that extra little, oh, extra little something that makes me all, uh, all tingly down below. Is it, is it minute, sort of the right pace for yeah. your age? Exactly. I need something a bit slower pace <laughs> with some nice, bright, colourful visuals and no reading, so I haven't got to stress myself out. That uh, tingly yeah, down really... below is what you feel, what I feel playing just on. <laughs> yes, it was, a, it was a wonderful time. Very much enjoyed it. And I, uh, yeah, I would, I would love to have, uh, to have more people on my side, but clearly I'm on my own. Uh. It's fine. I'm allowed to. I'm used to it. It's fine. <laughs> so yeah. So Jasant is my favourite Project Game Pass game. Again, we've had some great games. Um, we've had some not so great games, which we'll get into in one of the categories later on. I'm, I'm sure. Um, so does that mean Exo Primal wins the award for Project Game Pass of the Year? I mean, by I default, two out of five votes, and yet all the rest are split. I think it has to. Well done, Exo Primal. You are officially Xbox Heaven's Project Game Pass. Um, 
game of the year. year. Well done. Congratulations. Maybe we should have a game to celebrate at some point. Because um, they've just uh, updated it with some new characters and uh, like Street Fighter crossover stuff, I think. But uh, yeah. I'm not entirely sure. As long as there's uh, anyway. <laughs> I was going to get pummeled each time. Yeah. Right. Gentlemen, before we move into our second honourable mention, I feel like we need a, a bit of a pluggle from Ross. Oh, you've not, Ross. I've not got my pluggles up, Jay. Come on. Get, oh. give me, I need some plug-in. I need some fucking power to get through this. Let me get my pluggles up. Fill the air while I get my plugs. <laughs> so, especially guest Pete, we haven't spoke to you for a while. Yeah. Without sort of ruining your list that we've got going on here, what have you been up to in the, in the intervening months in terms of gaming? Anything particularly you want to shout out that's not on your list? No. <laughs> <laughs> that's all on the list. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, do you know what? For anyone that Game Pass out there with Ultimate um, and you've got young kids, I actually played through Unravel 2 with both my kids, one after the other. Oh, Unravel. Um, Unravel 2, obviously, it's like three years old, but if you've got a Game Pass Ultimate and you've got kids, it's a fantastic game to play. One was eight and one was 11. They both loved it. They both, I let them take the lead when it came to trying to solve the puzzles and I gave them the hand when they got a bit stuck. Even I got stuck a few times. But uh, yeah, if you've got kids and you've got Game Pass Ultimate, go play Unravel 2. Nice. That's yeah, a great game. I think Ian was... Did you say you were playing it recently, Ian? Was it you or Graham? One of you was saying oh, it recently. No, no. I played It Takes Two recently. Oh, it Takes Two is another one that is fantastic to play. Yeah, but I don't think that one's child-friendly. Has everyone it? played it here or not? Yeah, no, it's pretty child-friendly. It's, oh, it's mostly just sort of jumping and a wee bit of problem-solving, yeah. but it's not like... Probably, yeah, you know, it's problem-solving. Yeah, but it's not, not like, massive. I'm talking about like, language and stuff, you know. Oh no, no, it's it's you, you do have to deal with the world's most annoying book, but apart from that, <laughs> it's fine, you know. Anyway, so yeah, Sam Rebel, it takes two great, great choices. Ross, give us a quick plug, or then we'll move on and I'll decide who's going to go next. Oh, you decided he's putting his authoritarian mm. stamp down, fucking too right. <laughs> <laughs> so, patreon.com forward slash Xbox Tavern. If you want to jump over and support us with our hard earned cash, you can supply. Oh, no, wrong hand. You can support us by scanning the QR code just up in the corner. That'll take you directly over to our Patreon. Um, less money than a cup of Costa a week. Be fantastic. Helps and far more enjoyable, the, obviously. Far more enjoyable because Costa's coffee is shit, unless they want to sponsor <laughs> us and then they're the best coffee. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, jump over, support us, helps us nice, keep the podcast going, helps us do all these graphics and things like that that we do on the show. It'd be greatly appreciated. Apple and Spotify podcasts, if you could jump over there, leave us a wee comment, what you like and what you don't like about the show. Five-star review would be greatly appreciated, helps us get more exposure. Written reviews can be found at xboxtavern.com. Jay will have a list in the show later on, won't you, James? Yes, probably. Would you call me? James. <laughs> That's it. Socials run all on the bottom of the screen. Um, you can find us various different places in some way, shape, or form of at Xbox Tavern or at Xbox Tavern Official. As Jay was saying earlier on the show, uh, in the show notes you will see our Discord link if you want to jump over there, shoot the shit with us, um, do the guess the game that we do. Um, any of the Pokemon fans in there, we're starting to drop in our Pokedoku ones that are going up. I know Jay and Grey don't like us putting up on the show because they just have to sit there very silent. I, I know we could probably like slip one in later on in the show just when Jay's talking about Lake. 
and last but no means least, Insert Coin, um, the wonderful folk over there who do some outstanding gaming apparel. If you want to use promo code XBTIC23 for 10% off, they are doing a promotion just now that won't include this code, but you're getting a free hat but Jay didn't want to sign up because he didn't know if it was going to be a skip hat or a beanie. But you are getting a free hat with any order over £50, am I right in saying? £50, yeah. Yep. So jump over there, have a look at their stuff. Say they've got games, Persona, Gears, Mass Effect, Last of Us, uh, Resi, loads of different games, usually all the big ones that people know and love. Indeed. Great great clothes, great uh, site, wonderful people. Go, uh, go support them and support us as well. That'd be wonderful. Thank you very much. All right, I've decided. Are you ready? Jan! Jan! Hello. Drop me your honourable mention number two, please. <gasps> honourable mention number two is one of the greatest games of all time. And it's all combined into a lovely, beautiful collection. And that is Metal Gear Solid Collection. Oh. I'm gonna be yeah. So I'm gonna twindle it and say, even though it didn't come out this, year, the games didn't come out. This well, the collection year. was released this year, so it counts. The collection was released this year, so therefore it counts. And mm-hmm. for me, my favorite gear is obviously controversial. Is number two, um, but I love playing through number two and playing number one again. I haven't started number three yet, but it's just such a brilliant storyline, and I hope they bring out four soon for the collection. Mm-hmm. Um, even though that's very long, and you can force it during the cutscenes because they're so fucking yeah. long. The, the the thing that kept Metal Gear off my list was one, they're all separate games. It wasn't under one umbrella, a bit like Final Fantasy did and all that. But also, they didn't do any upspuffing to number one. Obviously, you got the HD version of number two and number three, but number one was just there. You go there's yeah, number one was heavy, like just like surely it's, people... here's the original PS one version. It's like what? But, there's already, was, but they've I... already released kind of uh, things on Steam and that with. Visual upgrades and like why have they just put the yeah exactly. you got the twin snakes version from GameCube, which obviously is the yeah. Xbox version. Why didn't they do that? Yeah, yeah. Mm. That annoyed me. See when I seen that, it was that's all what of kept this... that's what kept Little Gear off my list because of that. Just I couldn't put it in there because of that. Yeah, no. So I was a couple of shows back. Like I've never sounds terrible, but I've never played a Metal Gear Solid game in like its entire like. I started it, couldn't get any of the idea of it, but I was only young when I started it. I think that soured the experience for me. Um, had that collection had some sort of upspuff done to it, I would have probably picked it up and played it. But then when I seen it and it was basic PS1 graphics, I was like, ah, I'm not going to yeah, jump back does, into that. That does, that's a, does a bit of letdown, don't be wrong. Yeah. But, had it been even even just a slight upspuff, it would have been worth yeah. jumping into. But the fact that it's literally just... And then well, stuff the thing, there are more upspuff versions out there. They just exactly. the, the yeah. basic yeah. bitch version. But I think it's a collection with a decent version in 10 years' time. The ultimate <laughs> That's Konami. But I think Ian was quite surprised. I think he's supposed to be like, hang on, Metal Gear 1 is a lot shorter than we remember. But I think yeah. it's not because we know what we're doing. It's like, oh, it took like four hours to complete. I thought it took about 20 hours the first time. Yeah, the first time took you fucking ages. I'm like, hang on a second, this is really quick. Was, yeah. it Metal, was it Metal Gear 2 that you were telling me about that? Was it an hour and a half cutscene, did you say? Oh, that's four. like four. No, oh, four, sorry. Four. Yeah, that's at the end, isn't it, pretty much? In Metal Gear, the longest Metal Gear cutscene is probably like 22, it's still 22 minutes, but yeah, it's still quite a long, like 20 to 25 minutes. That's mental. That's the M on them, isn't it? Like towards the end, yeah, yeah, towards the end, yeah. Um, yeah. But still, brilliant game, especially two, I love two. I love the fact that it was two or six, just nostalgia as well, it gets my bug, and also, Graham's favourite, Stealth. Yeah. 
Um, right. Yeah, but so you don't, technically you don't have to stealth, game. though. You technically don't have to stealth, do you? You can you just go. go in guns blazing. So okay. Get in the cardboard box. Pure. You get pure stealth, didn't get seen, didn't kill anyone because you used the tranquilizer and stuff. It's just majestic. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. Yes. I did it. I didn't kill anyone either, but I also didn't play it. Yeah, you didn't want to kill yourself. Hundred percent. You're part, part of the way towards stealth. There, so it's good. <laughs> Keep it up. Keep it up. All right. All right. Well, let's uh, let's move on to you then, Graham. Let's go around this way this time. Tell me your honourable mention number two. Five. Oh, he's torn. He's torn. Look at him. Torn he can't decide. A few of them. Yeah. All right. I'll pick this one. Um, Immortal. Immortals of Avium would be my other honourable mention. Good show. Ooh, nice. It graphically amazing story, pretty decent as well. And yeah, the gameplay is just a neat take on sort of magic involved in sort of an RPG action game. It's quite cleverly well done. Let down by the fact its timing was was a bit off. I think it was like a month or so delayed and that really kind of cramped its style and sort of held it back. But still, Did that not throw it pretty much into the window of Baldur's Gate and Sky, uh, Starfield? Exactly that. Yeah, right exactly. in the right into it, straight to the thing. Better shit time launch. Yeah. Because if it did that month earlier, I think it would have done so much better because it was a pretty decent game. It I think game. after hearing the hype that you and Jay gave it, I think the only the only thing holding me back for it was it was a full sort of £70 game. Hmm. And that was like, I, I don't know enough about you to justify forking out a seventy pound game. Yeah. Well, they, they they've come out recently and they say because obviously they're there to let a load of people go. It hasn't done very well, and I think it's on sale at the minute, or was on sale for Black Friday. I'm not sure, but they talk. They've said that they're trying to get it into Game Pass. Yeah, I mean, so if it goes on Game Pass, I will definitely yeah. judge, oh, yeah, judging definitely. on what you said about it. It sounds fantastic, um, but I was just a bit hesitant to drop seventy pound on it, and then also when it first got the initial release of all the hype behind it, mm. I was consumed with Starfield. So, yeah, yes. yeah, no. Really, if it's in Game Pass, definitely worth having a taste of it. See what you think, just because. Yeah, that's what I mean. If you like kind of RPGs, you like a bit of magic and action, you can't go wrong, and it's. It feels like a proper triple A game the way it kind of looks and voice yeah. acting, everything that goes along with it. It's pretty decent, yeah. but yeah, just yeah. not in the the top three. No, it, it had me hooked, and it was one of the ones I'd consider for my honourable mentions. But as I said, there were so many I had to make some cuts somewhere, and that one didn't quite make it. But yeah, really <laughs> you've been dishonouring yours. You should be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> well, I mean, if it had been in Project Game Pass, it might have uh, tipped it. You never know. You never know. Uh, <laughs> probably not. Anyway, <laughs> Ross, I'm give sure me your honourable mention. I'm more angry with Jay's other picks soon. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I can, I can imagine. We've got, we got plenty more games to pick here for you to get upset about, don't worry. <laughs> um, I'm going to a wee bit left field, and I don't know if it's my nostalgia kicking in or if it was actually just because it was a good game. Um, but I've went for EA PGA Tour. Um, it was first time EA's picked it back up recently. It's been a long time since they've done their golf sort of simulator they've lost the market to well it was the golf club and now the sort of newer ones that they've got out as well um but it was good to see you jumping back into it it feels fantastic to play uh, having the official courses is a big get for them especially for the fact that you had like augusta and stuff like that so if you wanted to jump in and play the masters you had the, the course there the old course at st andrews um another sort of historic course that you default to when you play golf games but it was just nice for EA to get back into it probably doesn't have the same 
the same gravitas as when it had the Tiger Woods name attached to it. Um, I know they had a rough time when they put sort of Rory McIlroy as the the figurehead for it, but it was it was nice to be back playing the EA golf games. Um, the much more simulator type idea than it is the or sorry much more arcadey type feel sorry than the sim idea of what the golf club was where there was a lot less just pick up and play you really had to learn the mechanics in the golf game type ideas so it's just the old Tiger Woods franchise the EA one pretty much yeah well, they, they went to Rory McIlroy and now they just they've gone blank have they As yeah in, like, so no they're just they're just EA yes everyone's just getting tired and Madden's going to be the next one EA NFL 24 or whatever it's going to be Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was it was a pleasant surprise as to how good it was. It was possibly going to be one of my um, biggest surprises, and then I got a wee memory from something that Pete actually said, and that has snuck in as big surprise instead. So it snuck into the honourable mentions. Very nice indeed. Oh yeah, I feel like we probably could have guessed most of what we picked so far, but I don't think anyone would have guessed PGA. <laughs> no, I did say it came out of left field. I did say it was left field. Yeah, it was no, definitely left field. Yeah. Nice, nice. Right, special guest Pete. Tell me about your second honourable mention. Uh, so my, <clears throat> excuse me, my second honourable mention is. Formula One manager 2023. To the shock of absolutely no one. Hey, look, it's I'm, not honorable mention. It's not honorable mention. It's not a... It's not a mention. Do you know what? I gave it a 9.5 when I reviewed it. It is an absolutely fantastic game. Lots of quality of life uh, upgrades from the previous year. Tons and tons of replayability. Um, it's a game that just keeps on giving and giving. If you're on con- uh, PC, you've got mods to kind of have a bit more fun with it and there. It's on Game Pass now, actually, as well. So if you like your football manager type games, your spreadsheet type of games, it's definitely give it a try. Only thing I would say is obviously the races, you can't just sim in five minutes. You know, you're there for at least 20 minutes per race. Um, yeah, it's, as well. it, it's I mean, graphically, the sorry. They can do the same game because all the drivers are the same for next year. Yeah, yeah pretty exactly. much. I mean, the um, biggest thing that they've done for an improvement was, as you say, Pete, putting it in the Game Pass. That is the perfect Game Pass game to get people invested in it. Yeah, I mean, graphically, it's amazing. You know, it, it, you know the, uh, these sort of games, like Foot Manager, right? Foot Manager isn't friendly to consoles, but I'd argue that playing F1 Manager on console was as easy, if not better, than it is on PC. Because um, you just the buttons are just so easy just to fluid between and press what buttons you want. Um, uh, yeah, it's fantastic whether you want to take Red Bull to a title and sack off Max. Because I, I did that. I did a season where I I just I, I won the title with Red Bull, just blitzed it. But then at the end of the season, I basically just signed Red Bull, all the worst drivers and mechanics and stuff. So season two, um, Red Bull had like Sophia Flourish and Lewis Hamilton in their car. And because of that, Mercedes signed Max Verstappen. So it was it was Max Verstappen and George Russell and Mercedes. Uh, it was mm. you know it's it's you can create your own little universe and what you want to do. Um, and yeah, it's just a fantastic game. You know, if you like Formula One, I know it's weird because Formula One is a massive good global sport. You know, the the twenty twenty one finale Abu Dhabi final drew in more viewers in the Super Bowl. So it's a massive worldwide thing. But when it comes to the video games, it seems to be. Bit of a niche, which is a bit of a, a weird thing. 
Um, but yeah, if you're some Game Pass, give it a go. I'd uh, highly recommend it. It's a bit, it's a bit, it takes a bit to get stuck in to understand, you know, what's going on and what you can do to change things. Um, but yeah, just it's fantastic. As, as a Formula One fan, it's you know, it's fantastic. Yeah, I agree with Pete, it's a really good game. Like, I even I played it as well and I enjoyed it. I did ask Pete for some help, which he gave me some help with some of the setups because, that, again, that's very confusing for me. But again, there's so much resources online that can help you with that kind of yeah. situation. But yeah, I think I did similar to Pete. I was like, made my own little world. Like, I sat to Perez because he's a twat and got into a throttle. <laughs> Um, and then I had Max and Russell were just tearing it up. And then the second season, I got rid of Max. I think I put in Straw for a laugh, and then he went to Aston Martin. Yeah, yeah a bit of fun. So we query for both of in regards to something that Pete just mentioned there, is both of have played F1 manager and football manager. And obviously, as Pete was saying, it doesn't translate very well to the console for football manager. Do you think that FM could learn from how Formula 1 manager have put their game into console and make the console version of Football Manager a better experience based on some of the things they take from F1 Manager? I honestly think they could because, you know, obviously Football Manager, you've got all your tabs down the side, right? F1 Manager has it all down the bottom and all you've got to do is press, you know, left bumper or right bumper just to switch in between. And obviously F1, F1 <coughs> sorry, Football Manager is more detailed. There is a lot more detail in Football Manager. Yeah, there's but, too much detail for a manager where there's yeah, a lot less it, it detail They could learn a bit, but I still think it wouldn't, you know, be optimal, shall we say. I think they'll have to dumb down for the manager to make it a level of form one, which doesn't make sound insult, but it's not because... Well, that's, what, that's so the thing. Content. Even with the console version, it's still clunky to play, isn't it? It's still, yes. I still won't play the console version because it's just... But I think, I think that's the issue you get with, certainly football manager fans, they don't want a watered-down version of the game, yeah. even though by watering it down, it would make it better to play on the console. Yeah. So they, they can't get what they want on both sides, so they need to either sacrifice some of the ideas so they can get a more streamlined version, or they have to just accept to get more action-packed stuff into it. They have to take this really clunky version. Yeah. yeah there we go. Nice. Nice. So, uh, sorry... F1 manager, F1 manager 2023. 2023. Nice. Uh, right, my final one I'll mention, and this, again, like I said, there were so, so many games, and it might surprise you. It is Resident Evil 4. Shock horror. <laughs> and our, oh, the fact that it's made it into the Didn't you give it like three. a 10 out of 10? It's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so uh yeah it was but i'm gonna be honest between this and my number three pick it was neck okay. and neck and even sitting there looking at it now i'm like have i done it the right around like i said tomorrow if you ask me you probably change my mind but at the moment i've gone for a little for obviously Resident Evil two was my game of the year whenever it was released i forget the year now 2019 <laughs> like um but because this was a remake and it and it didn't it changed a lot but it didn't change as much i don't feel as Resident Evil two um and it was a, still a really, really good game. Just, there's been so many awesome games and awesome new games this year, which is most of my list, I must admit. So, yeah. So for me, purely because I've played it before, everybody knows it's already great. Uh, it makes the honourable mention slot instead of one of the top three. Even though, again, it was very close and it could very well have swapped around. So, yeah. And plus, the, the DLC was awesome as well. At the risk of potentially committing podcast suicide here. I can carry on talking about Resident Evil if you like. Well, and that's what I was just about to ask. 
with the news of new Resident Evil games coming out, what do you think of the potential of five slash six getting a remake? I mean, they might make them good. So five was fantastic. You shut your filthy mouth. They've done the original. They've done the original yet, like a full up swap of it. Yeah, on the GameCube. Twice have they not? not, Yeah, not like this this version. So, I'd like to see them do the first one like like in this style. Did they not Um, do the first one as a DLC in number five? No, you went back um, to the. It was you went back to the mansion. Yeah, it was only a short thing. It wasn't the full game. It was it was like no, a spin-off thing. It wasn't like a. I remember a he definitely went game. back to the mansion in one of the yeah, yeah. newer games. Yeah, uh, but yeah, no, I'd, I'd love them to do five or six because I'm a Resident Evil Mark, and I. It doesn't matter what they remake if they if they put it out, I'll buy it and play it. Um, <laughs> Maybe in Revelations because uh, Revelations is actually quite a good. But Revelations was fantastic. Revelations is good. As is Revelations. Code Veronica. Um, Code Veronica as well. That's the next. That's the one that they should do next because that's the one that's really in need of a. What was the one that was uh, the light gun? Um, uh, you got Umbrella Chronicles and Dark Side um, Chronicles on the yeah, no, Umbrella Chronicles. Games that's as well. what was. Anyway, we could talk about Resident Evil all night, but we haven't got all night. <laughs> so, so I appreciate you asking, there, boss. We'll come back to this very soon. <laughs> hopefully, they'll hopefully they'll announce more. Or will we make some weekend? Uh, or, or will we indeed? Right, gentlemen. While uh, <laughs> well, Ian strips. Uh, yeah, while Ian strips. Let's just have a quick, a quick sort of uh, housekeeping moment. You can uh, read a lot. Of, a lot of these reviews. I know you've done the housekeeper already, but I just want to say we've got a lot of reviews and stuff up at XboxTown.com, and some of which are it in the way earlier now we had a review called alina of the arena review go up by aj it's like a card based and turn based strategy game um he gave it a seven out of ten uh the review i couldn't talk about last week was Turok three shadow of oblivion <sighs> that gave it a five out of ten i wish that was good man i loved the yeah games. i mean it's it's not if you like Turok, if you played it before you'd probably be all right and i've played some Turok before but mainly multiplayer <laughs> Um, yeah. But I, I got through it, and it, didn't, it only took a few hours because obviously it's a shorter, older game. But there was nothing about it that made me go, "Yes, I can't believe I got to play this sort of again." Like in the modern day, it was more. Oh, it's, it's like I remember, really. It's all right, I suppose. Um, whoa, whoa! What have you got down there, Ian? I genuinely uh, thought that was a Pokemon T-shirt. I was like, Pokemon or Tinykin? I think it's. I don't know. I got it from um, was Insert Coin. Just oh, <laughs> Might be Animal Crossing. I'm not sure if they've done any. Oh, yeah, it could be Animal Crossing, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Um, Can't really see. Yeah, you get close <laughs> to the camera. Those are animals. Sidetracks. So, <laughs> yeah, are they wearing that. fancy clothing? <laughs> no, just weird, quirky animals. Fair enough. There we go. Fair enough. Well, while we figure out what Ian's been, been wearing from Insight Coin, I forgot what I was doing. Reviews, yeah, go check them out on Xbox Tablet.com. We haven't had many go up this week because... Uh, it's been a bit quieter, obviously. I think the only other one that's gone up this week has been... Uh, oh, actually, we've got a couple of stories. Steam World Build from uh, Corey and your Warhammer Age of Sigma Realms of Ruin review, Pete. I don't think that was... Up up last week, last, didn't it? Yeah. Last, did game. it go up last week? I can't remember. I think it was last week, yeah. Um, yeah, very good. Very good game. I've never, I've never met a franchise that I would so desperately want to get into, but I'm so terrified to try. <laughs> I do not even know. I, I don't even know where to start. <laughs> and there's, there's about 500 Warhammer games released this week. There that is fucking unreal. I, I had the same feeling as you, Ross. But um, as I put my review, I thought, oh my god, it's Frontier. It's going to be good. Because <laughs> right. you know, Frontier yeah, make right. 
F1 manager, F1 they manager. made Zudai, Zudai, Zudai Kuhn, they made they made Jurassic World Evolution. So I was like, I, I trust them to look after me, and they did. I've, I've also <laughs> discovered that I have a Warhammer shop uh, quite local to me, and I'm so yeah. tempted to walk in, but I feel like if I ever walk in, I might not walk back out again. I was like, yeah, where, where you are is local, like, uh... within 300 miles. Yeah, across the border. <laughs> I'm going to have faster internet than like all of you shortly, and I stay in the arse end of nowhere. Like Hills of Ice territory is where I stay. It's true. This is true. We, we yeah, we'll just go game. to megabits instead of kilobytes now. Booyah! <laughs> Uh, but yeah, like I said, there's, there's what was it? Warhammer Dark Tide, I think, come on Game Pass a couple of weeks ago. Pete just reviewed this Warhammer game. Uh, there's another one that was delayed. There's Rogue Trader, which comes out, I think, next week or the week after. Um, and I'm sure there was another one, a oh, Bolt Gun earlier this year. Yeah. So, and uh, was it there was the Orc one? Teeth one. Yeah. Aye, there was an Orc one that had like a weird spell and everything that Dan reviewed that yeah. was co op. Yeah. Yeah. I think yeah, the, so the one that I, remember, game, uh, right? I reviewed was the It's an RTS one. So, yeah. there's a there's Off a multiplayer the there's a multiplayer one coming out as well that I'm got my eyes on to pick up because that looks fantastic. Yeah, so if you if you want to get into Warhammer, there's plenty of entry points. It just depends mm. on how far just, you want to go. Because yeah. I didn't realize it's like Warhammer and then like Warhammer had all its different spin-offs. So like the 40k is like the big one, like the one that you gravitate towards when you hear Warhammer. But I didn't then realize that Warhammer had like so many subsections underneath it. Yeah. I was like, oh, fuck, no, I can't do this. Yeah. <laughs> I'll stick to 40k and that's it. I'll learn that one first. For now, for now. Yeah. Uh, anyway, anyway, we could, we could talk more about Warhammer. We did, Warhammer. Did Warhammer. Um, but yeah, so we've done our honorable mentions. We've done our favorite Project Game Pass game. Let's get into the, the meat of it, shall we, gentlemen? 53 well, minutes we, in. Well, I was going to say, will we go negative before we go positive? Do you, want, do you want to get the negatives out of the well, way? Well, we go Let's down and then bring it back up. Right. End Let's, on a high. Let's have a bit of a shit sandwich, shall we? So we've been pretty positive <laughs> so far. Let's have a bit of a downer. And Pete, I think I'm going to go to you first. <laughs> You're forgetting, Pete. I have admin privileges. Okay. <laughs> so this this next category uh, is, I mean, we've got biggest to do it. Disappointment. Biggest disappointment of 2023. And... If he doesn't pick what I expect he's going to pick, I, I want a damn good reason why not. If he does pick what I think he's going to pick, he's gone. He's <laughs> in for a ride. All right. Are this isn't necessarily a bad game, just something that didn't yeah, live up to exactly. our expectations. Exactly. Let's sit back and watch the carnage. So, uh, my most disappointing game of the year uh, was football. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the biggest Xbox launch game of the year. Starfield. Oh, what a shame he's internet cut out. Oh, oh man. Out? Oh, I was so gutted. We like glad we finally got him on and then oh Bad just timing. shit internet, man. That's so so Ian, what was your biggest disappointment? Oh, such a shame, Pete. Where is it? Oh. And that's how Ian got pregnant. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what? But definitely isn't Jay's anyway, that's for sure. That's for sure. Not in <laughs> a minute, you know. No. But well, on a serious up. like on a serious note, like <laughs> like Overall, had I reviewed it, it would have been a 6.5 to 7 out of 10. You know, um, just looking at broadly, obviously, the best, well, the professor game I play the most is Skyrim. And I think that um, just if you compare the two, 
I think Starfield is just like a massive downgrade compared to what Skyrim offers. Um, I think I'd even rather go play Fallout again than Starfield. You know, I mean, Starfield had like, I mean, I showed you, I, I, the amount of bugs I shared with you guys in the WhatsApp group. I genuinely I know, I know can't was, understand I, how you you seem to get every bug that Bethesda yeah, missed but, in your game. Yeah, but then obviously when I Googled it um, or Jeeved it, whatever your favourite search engine is, um, you know, they were they were common problems that I was experiencing. Um, the weird one like, was there, one there was that one where the, ship. the ship. Yeah. I got in yeah. straight away for you because I did. I went, I'm in. What are you on about? Yeah, and there was one where I couldn't land on the planet, and I was like, "What's going on here? I can't land on this planet. I'm in the system. I might next up. Why can't I land?" And Ross, it was your suggestion, put some energy, uh, put a point in the grav driver, wherever it was, and it landed. And I was like, "Well, that shouldn't have worked. It, it doesn't matter if you got that or not. If you're at the planet, I was like, okay, well, it fixed it. I was like, okay, I can continue playing the game." Um, but just you know, the, the story was kind of uninspiring. You know, the companions were just awful compared to Skyrim or even Fallout. I mean, the thing is with, there was no kind of diversity when it came to the Starfield companions. It was like, no matter who you were with, if you sneezed in the wrong direction, they hated you. It was like, oh, I can't believe you just sneezed in that way. How dare you sneeze that way? I'm fucking pissed at you. I was like, whoa, hello, hello, sorry. I mean, yeah, the guy look- shot at me, the guy shot at me, so I killed him. What the fuck do you think, Sarah? Fuck you. Um, <laughs> I must admit, I'll, I will agree with you on that one. I was thinking yeah. back on this the other day. Skyrim's bad for it as well, but Fallout does it well. There's no evil companion. No. So, you know, throughout like... In, it's it's in, like, not even the... evil, it's just someone who looks the other way. You know? Yeah. So, like, in, in Fallout, for example, if you if you had, like, pre, pre-rehabbed Kate, you could get away with doing more, like, bad shit because she was quite a miscreant and done bad shit as well. McCready allowed you to do bad shit type idea. Hancock allowed you to do bad shit. Whereas if you were like with Piper, you had to be the straight and narrow type idea, which was fine because then you could play it however you wanted it. With Starfield, I would agree with you, it didn't matter who you had on your team. Like you got away with it a wee bit more with... Oh, shit, I can't remember his name. Barrett. Barrett. You got away a wee bit more with it with Barrett because he was ex-space pirate type idea. Yeah, but he still gave you snarky, snarky comments after yeah, that, didn't he? but they were very much we are the good guys of the Constellation in the story. Yeah. They could have done and- with having a guy who was part of Constellation but was maybe from the criminal underworld type idea. So he yeah. he wanted to explore Works like the Constellation the grade, did. You know? Yeah, but would allow you, like if you had to bribe somebody yeah. or off somebody you, you, you on the like, side. One of the first conversations you have with Sarah is she basically says, do whatever you want if you end up in jail, whatever. So, and then it's like, well, I can't because you'll all hate me if I do that. You yeah, exactly. I can, but now I can't. And so also, make up your mind. And, and also, before you finish some missions, you're actually stuck with the companion. So I think until you do a certain mission, you're stuck with Sarah. Another certain mission, you're stuck with Sam. And it's like, so well, hang on. Never need more time. Come on. Sorry. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I want to go this. I want to go do this naughty thing over here, but I'm I'm stuck with Sam. I can't dismiss him. It's like, okay, I've yeah. got to go do that now. Um, but yeah, so companions was a big letdown for me. Um, I think also the weapon choices. You know, it, it's like we were over more than 300 years into the future. It's like these guns are pretty much the same as they were 300 years ago. Uh, and there was seemingly no upgrade on on the guns or anything like that. You know, and it was just you had to be a gunner. You know, like I said, when I compared to Skyrim, you could be, you know, you could 
spells, summoner, bow and arrow, sword and shield. There was so much variation. This was okay. Yeah. You've got different guns, you know. Um, so that was like a disappointment yeah. in me, the kind of variation of guns. Um, the upgrade and the talents made no sense. You know, if you wanted to kind of like a was it was the C class ship the best class? Was it A was it A bit A class was the best. So A class the best, right? And it's like, right, so our B class. Okay, so what do I need to do to get my license? Well, you need to destroy 50 ships. What? You want me to go on a genocide? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just go destroy 50 ships and I'll give you a license to fly part in a ship. Why? Uh, some some of it makes sense, like sneak in, you know, unlock, pick 50 locks and improve it. Yeah, that's fine. But to get to to, to have to get a better license to get a um to drive pilot better uh, starcrafts, you had to blow up other starcrafts <laughs> you, do, you do the training module you're not allowed to say the word starcraft while talking about <laughs> starfield <laughs> i was waiting to jump in you'll see me shaking I, in the corner in a minute like i, yeah, I you, wondered I, I you wondered can't do noticed. that I, I did want to notice yeah I've, I've got like i'm oh. starting i get palpitations i can feel already. all the time now that's all yeah you know. that's why i've got to say we'll be rocking in a corner in a minute you know, um, so obviously, you know, you complete the game. I think we're, we can go into a bit of a spoiler here now, can't you? In terms of obviously, you've got powers, but to unlock the full potential of the powers, you need to roll credits a minimum of 10 times to fully upgrade these powers. And the mini game to get those powers just wasn't worth it. Like, that's got to be one of the worst mini games in the it history. It wasn't of mini a good mini game. I mean, uh, is it even a mini game? It's how fast can you float over there? Can you? Oh, no, I'm out of boost. I can't. Oh, it's gone. You know, it's like fuck it. The one I I know, like right, one one thing took me about twenty minutes because it kept on being like up there, like the furthest way possible could be. I even went out and back in, but it was still on opposite ends. Like it took about twenty minutes to do it, and it just really kind of grinded my gears. What? (laughs) I was feeling like I can hear talk about how bad the Starfield is for twenty minutes. I'm not saying bad. I'm saying disappointing. Um, yeah, there were good aspects to the new game plus within terms of like alternate universes, you know, I'll give it credit for that. But I was just even though I wasn't that hyped for Starfield, I, I expected more. And that's I guess what I'll finish it. I'll finish the same around, I guess. I think that's fair enough. We could definitely go on a lot longer, I imagine. With, yeah, I mean, uh, like I said, you know, I, 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 I can see why outlets gave it a seven out of ten. You know, I feel I like we might be speaking about it later on the show. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I put, what, 50, 60 hours into it, so it wasn't like I played for an hour and put it down again. I completed it. You know, I got, you know, 10 hours into a new game plus just to see if I could enjoy it. But again, you can't read, you can't redistribute your skill points, which is another like, uh, okay. Um, but yeah, sorry, I've, I've talked enough. <laughs> so that was, that was uh, Star... Field. 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 Star Chest. Yeah. Uh, Star chest um, of your most disappointing game again. Surprising no one. We yeah. <laughs> uh, I feel like we need to get you on at some point uh, on a proper episode to to lay out your feelings a bit more in depth. But uh, time is ticking away, so we must yeah. fly on through this wonderful uh, Nexus that is Project uh, Xbox Game Pass, Xbox Taverns, fucking games of the year. Uh, right, let's go round to. I tell you what, I'm going to go the opposite way around this time. I'm going to jump in. Ah, hello. Biggest disappointment. I'm wondering if any of you are going to join me in this pick. Yeah, probably. Because I've got two. One of them I feel like it could be. Yeah. I, I had like I had a couple of games on got. my list. A couple of games on my list here. Um, just very quickly, the, the only one I'd really worth shouting out is AEW Fight Forever. And that's not my pick because I was really looking forward to that. And 
just uh, I've played it or reviewed it. It was all right, and then I haven't touched it since. And it's just not not as much fun as I hoped it would be to go back to. Be something um, to store the AEW. Uh, well, I seen that. I thought uh, it would be no. good. I watched it, and yeah, <laughs> that sounds that, that's basically AEW. I mean, you're that's not. You're not uh, you, well. Yeah, that's not a, not a uh, unfair comparison, I suppose. But um, but you know, my main pick, my main pick is the one, the only. After the highs of Deathloop, they shit the bed with Redfall. They absolutely, absolutely whiffed it. So we've already spoken many times about how, how much we dislike it. Um, like I said at the top, it's not necessarily, this category is not necessarily for bad games, but Redfall, I would say, is a bad game. Um, yeah. It just There's very little redeeming features uh, that it did very well. Um, the co-op was fun, but co-op is fun in them, even if the game is dreadful. Um but the guns were naff, the world it. was naff, the combat was naff, the story was naff, the visuals were naff, the, the uh, missions were naff. And so devil's advocate on this one. On. Would you would you be tempted to jump back in given that they've had improvements on it? Yeah, you so I had jumped back in kills. recently. You can have your stealth kills now, Jay. Yeah, but have you seen them? And knocks off and make it do stealth kills. <laughs> have you seen them? They are utterly dreadful. They're not wow. a stealth kill. It's just a, a slight animation of them falling over rather than just dying. Um, it's but you can you can stealth awful. kill them, right? You just better than nothing. Is it better than nothing? Um, they that. have improved it with a sixty frames per second mode. Um, and last time I played it, I, I did like an hour a few weeks ago on my own, and it, it was better. All right, just because of the few like quality of life modes. But I'd rather play it if I was going <coughs> to suffer suffer it through right to the very end. I'd rather play it in four player co op and just get it done. I was um, going to say, did you actually finish the campaign? I, I'm right at the end. I've got a handful of missions left. The game, um, when you dragged, yeah. I think, who was it you were dragging? Me and Grey? Me and Ian? Me, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it was it's me and you, me, Pete, actually. Me and you, we were low level, weren't we? And we yeah, were they like, dra- you dragged us in, and that was pretty much yeah, like we the last few guy. missions. We headshot this guy like 50 times. Why is he not dying? Why is he not his health? Yeah. It started off fine, like we were holding it on, and then Jay went, I wonder what happens if you change the difficulty, or you change like something. <laughs> Changed it, and me and Pete were just basically spectators. Just like, we'll yeah, just follow yeah. you. We're not doing yeah, anything, but fucking thing, whatever. The, the, the balance of difficulty was woeful. Even you know, despite our disparity in levels, even once whatever like changed the difficulty slightly, it went from like one shot kills to entire clips of ammo were barely touching them. I was like, yeah. What is I, this? I, and again, they they've balanced it all, and it's better now supposedly. But I still yeah. stand by the best game that's done anything along those lines is Borderlands, um, because it's all done to the level of the player regardless of what server you're in. So I could be max level, best gear, and I would face max level enemies with the highest health bars, and Jay could be level three, fighting the same enemy, but that enemy's level three. Yeah, it's perfectly balanced. It's good loot because the loot drops at the level. You can set it up so that if you want to do it, that if, we, if the legendary drops, it's not whoever picks it up gets it. They both drop legendary gear, so I've not, I've never jumped into the Warcraft side of things, but definitely from what I've played, Borderlands do that one of the best balancing type ideas in regards to like multiplayer games at different levels. And it's almost as if there's plenty of examples of doing it properly that they just didn't follow it. <laughs> didn't bother looking at. And yeah, I mean, even like you said, like the loot uh, and the craft and uh, the the leveling up and stuff, all that was pointless. Uh, I got a legendary gun, I think. An hour into playing, and I was what level 
two and then by the time i reached level five for example that legendary gun was worse than the common weapons i was picking up it's like what's the point in in labeling it like this like just level it label it by level rather than yeah well i mean again we've spoke at length has anybody else picked redfall as their most disappointing game of the year graham before we move on i had it as another one but I'm going, I've got another one that I can then allow us to talk about something else, so I'll skip Redfall for my one. Yeah, Redfall was up there for me, but I had I had low expectations for it anyway. So I've got one that far trumps Redfall. So. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm I looking mean, forward to getting to that, but let's go to Graham quickly because he's picked the same game. <laughs> I think because your your accelerated giddiness around the game beforehand it looks so good. It's going to be oh, it's like a Left 4 Dead clone, or but it's not. It's not. It's going to be so much better than that. It's going to be killing vampires, and it's going to be four of you. It's going to be epic. <laughs> and after the highs of Dishonor, I know you're not a stealth fan, but you know they've got tremendous pedigree. And then, <laughs> <laughs> enemies that don't even want to know—they're just standing there waiting for you to fucking kill them. <laughs> just... I mean, w- would you agree that Redfall makes Back for Blood look good? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> does, it does. Yeah. Back for Blood was more hilarious though than Redfall. Yeah. But I mean, when you finally come up to a vampire and he's just just chilling in the corner and you, you're forced to put a stake through him because it's part of the mission, you always feel bad for the vampire at this point because he's not even doing you any harm. <laughs> but it's just, yeah, that the guns made no sense of the, the, the random different grading. You don't even know what was a good gun or not because it, it, yeah, they didn't really, it just wasn't explained and. Yeah, it's just bobbing back to the the cellar to get the next mission to keep having to bob back and forwards. It's yeah, and I think just... th- if I said the watch mission, does that give you some PTSD? Uh, PTSD? <laughs> Absolute waste of time. <laughs> to be fair, that was the funniest because <laughs> it actually had a mission where it's put the watch on the grave and then you nick it again. <laughs> yeah. Go all the way there. You put it down. Mission complete. Okay. And then you pick it back up and steal it from later. Yeah. <laughs> Is that all right? Fair enough. That was part of the mission to the fact he just broke it again. Just literally done the mission and then just robbed it. Robbed the grave straight away. Didn't even let any time to think about it. Just done the mission. Now take it back. Yeah. And and I suppose if you don't take it back, you get it anyway in like the next mission. Oh, Someone right. gives it to you. So it doesn't matter anyway. Uh, yeah so really really disappointed like i said co-op fun um to a degree the powers were all right i suppose once you upgraded a few um but yeah really really missed the mark really missed the mark yeah um appallingly maybe (laughs) yeah Uh, all right ian let's go to you then quickly um what's your uh, most disappointing game of 2023 Uh, so for me obviously redfall again it had its ups and downs you know it was Cock of shit, just face it. But one for me that was a beast, just one which I was so hugely looking forward to, and then instantly was upset and disappointed. Stop. Was Assassin's Creed Mirage? Oh, oh yeah. Again, again, going back to Graham's favorite genre, stealth. You were hyped for that. I was. I absolutely lo- couldn't wait for it. Bought it day one. I think every like, no, well, Grey doesn't like stealth, but I think the fact that it was going back to the old school roots of Assassin's yeah, Creed. All Assassin's Creed fans were like, fucking get in there. None of this fucking running around with fucking two tomahawk axes going, ah! Yeah, no, none of this hack and slash. It's all pure stealth. Going back to its roots where you know this. And then it was just pure disappointment. The, the, the main character was just a let down. It took you at least like five, six hours before you even get anywhere decent enough. 
And then when you're actually in the uh, kind of the city they have, it's just, it's too bit too barren, too, and just not, I wouldn't say barren, it's just more, it's not really that enjoyable. Like you don't really like feel like you're jumping from building to building. It's a ship to ship then. Building to <laughs> building. Um, but still, it's just quite fun. Was pure. It wasn't fun. Like yeah. I can't even remember the storyline. Like, I tried to play for it. And I'm trying when I was looking at my pics and stuff, I was like, so what was the story of Assassin's Creed for me? Like, Assassin's Creed Marge. And I was like, fuck. Yeah, that guy and what was his name? Oh yeah, that and then it's like, oh. Yeah, I don't know what I'm doing really. I'm just doing like mission. I'll go kill this person. I'll go find out where this person is. Okay, now go kill him. It's like, well, if I know where he is, I can just go kill him then straight away. Don't go find where that person is. Go find that person. Then you go back and go, okay, he's there. Go, okay. I go kill him at night time. It's like, it's like, I was just there a minute ago. Why am I, why can't I just kill him <laughs> and do it at the same time? It's just absolutely pointless. I feel like they try to pad out more and more. There's too many follow missions as well. Follow this guy. Yeah. Oh, I hate those missions. Yeah. That and fucking escort missions. Yeah. Like I don't know escort missions yet, but fucking yeah. Yeah, follow oh, missions. I fucking say. hate escort missions. The problem with us with Assassin's Creed is they haven't been able to make a protagonist as good as Ezio. No, um, no. So Origins got close. I really liked him, but Ezio is still. Edward was good. Who? Edward was good. I know Ian will dismiss him because it was ships, but Ian was uh, Edward was good. Yeah, yeah, and just yeah, just he wasn't that charismatic. He was just a bit yeah, just very bland and just yeah. None of them have managed to grab you. More time. Okay, give it more. Give it out. Just give him more time, and I just couldn't do it. <laughs> kept playing, kept playing for it, and it was just like no, I can't do it anymore. Like I just stopped playing it because it's just. I was wasting my time trying to play it and trying to enjoy something where I'm just not actually enjoying the game at all. Um, so yeah, for me, I was, I was so hyped for it, so happy for it, especially when they were saying to go back to its roots and stuff. But they've just missed the mark completely with such a shit main character. That's a shame because, like I, th- I think we said before it came out, like this is one of the ones I thought I thought might bring me back in because I haven't enjoyed the, the bigger Assassin's Creeds. But going back to stealth, going back to roots, but I'll I'll wait till Ubisoft put it on sale again. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yes. Maybe check it out. Be Assassin again before you know it. Assassin's yeah. Creed games do not need to be 80, 85 hours long. Like yeah. I, I've apparently that's the thing. Like I've enjoyed the last three big ones. I've enjoyed Origins, Odyssey, and Valhalla. I've enjoyed them. I don't I don't class them as Assassin's Creed games as such. No, I just en- slash, aren't they? Yeah, but- I just I just enjoy them for what they are in regards to like the, the RPG elements, the story and things like that, but not as an Assassin's Creed game. Uh, they do not need to be the length that they are. I mean, I remember like playing Valhalla and it was like, I, I don't see an end to this game. Even Odyssey was like that. It's like you thought you were like, the Odyssey end. as well. Oh, no. Like I didn't mind Odyssey as much because of where it was set, and I love ancient Greece, so that was fine. That was fine for me. I didn't mind spinner. But like Medieval or Viking England for an 85 hour game is like, lads, fucking let's wrap this up about here. Eh? And yeah, it's weird because obviously, like the what those ones you could pretty much hack and slash away and kill them, yeah. And this one, you can't really do that if you just parry them once, you can instantly kill them. So, what you need to do is when you get into a big battle, that when you're like, say, three or four guards surround you, you just wait for them to attack you, then you parry, instant kill, parry, parry instant yeah. kill. And it's like, yeah, they might do a big attack on you, which you can't really dodge, or you can dodge it, but you can't parry it. But then just do this to one, and then they go back to normal hit, normal attacks, and you just parry it, and you need to kill. That's, so what, that's what I missed. wasn't that good. 
I sort of miss a bit like the old Assassin's Creed, like using a dart, put them to sleep, put like three of them to sleep, leave one standing, go and kill him, and then like as the others start to wake up, assassinate them, and then you clear that area. Like you don't, you didn't get a group of five or six around you because you never got detected to get five or six around you. Hiding in haystacks to wait till somebody walks past and grab them, pull them in, assassinate, back up to the rooftops. That's that's how I want an Assassin's Creed game to play. Hmm. Yeah, I want to be I want to be an assassin, not a murderer. Yeah, that's exactly what it should be. It should be like you you've gone to assassinate one guy, not just kill everyone around him first and then kill the guy. Yeah, and that's yeah. what's the disappointment. It's like you should it should be like I say where you don't have to kill everyone. Yeah, you target. kill your target. It's like it's like Hitman, I suppose. You you kill your target as the person you want to kill. Not well. All I'll do is I'll murder the whole army. Then when I get to the guy, I'll just kill him. Like sieges, like in in Valhalla. Like why why am I going through a siege to kill one person? Hmm. I'm an assassin. I should be able to sneak around the whole fort, jump up on the ballast, sneak in through the compound, target him, and get back out without even anybody knowing I'm there. And that's exactly it, yeah. So, yeah, for me, it's not, like I said, there's one where you have to kill the two main guards and stuff. So, I don't want to, and they're all big guys, so you got you got to go into a battle with them. You can't just yeah. dart them, because they've got helmets on, so they can't dart them. So, okay, you have to go and fight them first. Yeah, it's the same with Valhalla, where you had, like, the, the arena, not the arena, not Valhalla, Odyssey. You didn't have an arena as such, but you had, like, the... the, the battle ground where you had, like, the Spartans oh, yeah, with the Athenians. It's like... I'm an assassin, or I'm the first of the hidden ones, whatever it may be. Why am I having to do wartime battles to kill one person? Why can I not just find them on the way to the camp and assassinate them either at the camp when everybody's sleeping or just be able to kill them on the way and get out again? Exactly that. That's like I say, I, if, if you take the words Assassin's Creed of it and just go, I don't know, Total War Odyssey, I realise that's a different genre and different type of gaming, but if you just take... The, the period of time and a story, then market it as that. Fantastic. Put an Assassin's Creed in the title. It, it almost like it knocks a couple of points off it because you want it to be an Assassin's Creed game. Oh, and how, how very dare you want your Assassin's Creed to be an Assassin's Creed game, eh? Yeah. Outrageous. You want to be assassinated, not just fucking killing a everyone. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's been a murder. Should play some... Uh... Shadow of War. Or, uh, Seems like I dropped off at the right time with that series. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you did. Yeah. <laughs> and it's Black Flag, and then after, uh, well, no, I suppose there's a couple others after that. You can burgle a couple of people as well, can't you, us? Yes, you can rob them. <laughs> <laughs> you will never get me to catch out on it because I know my vocabulary doesn't include that word. We'll, we'll see about that. We'll see about that. Anyway, Ross. Yes. Let's, uh, let, let's get to you. You're the final one for the uh, biggest disappointments of the year. Hit me. Yeah. So Redfall was probably going to be the one that I was going for, but I put a backup in, in case everybody else has said Redfall, so it gave us something else to talk about. And it's another Project Game Pass game, actually. Um, it was a game that I was super hyped up on. I liked the whole idea of the dystopian-type future, um, um, and it sort of dived off the cliff when I was sexually assaulted by a, a healing robot. So I I had <laughs> I had horrible memories and I did not enjoy Atomic Heart. Um, as much as I thought this was going to be this was this was in the running, even alongside Starfield, is probably my game of the year from everything I'd seen about it. And I thought, oh, this is this is the one. 
I can see it. It's like it's got the old, the old time sort of idea, but futuristic stuff, very Fallout type idea where you've got futuristic technology with everything with the old fashioned type stuff as yeah, well. Yeah, kind of a little bit steampunky kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, this is, this is the one. And it's so disappointing. It was unbelievable. Um, when the best thing you can say about it was the sex robot was fucking hilarious. That's that's what you've got to worry about. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, oh, I that saw, thing that was so annoying. Yeah, I wanted it At to the be first great. couple of times. I was like, okay, it's funny. The tenth time, I was like, no. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I wanted it to be so much better than it was. And like I say, it was game of the year potential for me. But when I actually picked up and played it, and I was like so hyped for the the Project Game Pass, and even even having it in Project Game Pass couldn't inspire me enough to sit down and really like go through it it was that poor yeah i tried the gameplay as well was just so poor. yeah it was it, it hyped itself up to be fantastic and it was so so poor i quite enjoyed the opening scene when you sort of get in oh like, yeah it started off great it looks oh, yeah. cool as hell scene, lovely like yeah it looks awesome, and it's beautiful it? to look at like as a visual Master, like not masterpiece, but as a visual concept, it was fantastic. Oh, yeah, it was stunningly beautiful, wasn't it? But it just lacked in so like all the other major areas. It just was poor. Yeah, I'd much rather like, have yeah, a game. I don't want to harp back to it, but I'd much rather have a game like like Pokemon, where it doesn't look great, but it draws you in and you enjoy it. Whereas this was the opposite. It looked fantastic, shit to play. Was yeah, it a first yeah, party yes. game? This or was it on PlayStation as well? I know it dropped, yeah. day, it dropped day and date on Game Pass, didn't it? But I can't remember. I think it was. Point. I think it has come to PlayStation. I don't know if it came the same day or not. But uh, yeah, I don't think it's Xbox. <laughs> they weren't missing much. Yeah, yeah. yeah. See, exactly. Yeah. I must admit, this is one that did cross my mind, but I wasn't massively like interested in it to start with. I only played it because it was Project Game Pass. But Atomic Heart yeah, is everybody. Good. Yeah, PS4, it PS5, was, Windows, Xbox. Xbox. It was not anywhere near as good as it could have been or should have been, should we say? Yeah, um, I was. I was so gutted at this well anyway let's let's brush off the negativity let's move let's on back to positiveness let's, yeah positive. let's biggest surprise G- yeah, let's talk about Starfield but fine <laughs> yeah no are we doing biggest surprise just now or are we starting our top three what are we doing here James? we can uh, we, we'll, do the, we'll do the top three now um, but before we do the top three the, the third pick of our top three Graham what's your best pool best pool um, uh, <laughs> give me your pools it was probably between the heroes Rudy Voller or uh, the Thunderstruck uh, Ansu Fati from Brighton. Simply for the fact that it's Thunderstruck, you have to. That's the one. Thunderstruck. What does Thunderstruck mean? Thunderstruck. ACDC. Fatty is another thing. As no, well. but what does Fatty. what does it mean in terms of? The oh, right, so <laughs> it's upgradable. Yeah, so depending on how Brighton play with them, he they can get a couple more sort of upgrades and play styles, which improves okay. the the stats of the card. Um, I did get um, the a Joel is it Joel Linton one as well in a Thunderstruck one, but he's not as good as the Fatty or Rudy Voller. And so yeah, so, so at the risk of running down a very big rabbit hole, great. I need a wee bit of an explanation from you. With. What is the radiation promo? So they basically it's a way to try to get you to mix up your team a bit more. It allows you to double down on the chemistry. So if you had sort of one person that matched that person's league, you get two points of chemistry instead of just the one. And the same ways if they're from the same country or you know 
uh, same club, you, you kind of double down on the chemistry points. So it's a way of if you try to mix up the teams a bit more, a uh, radioactive one can give you that extra bit of chemistry that it was. So it's like you, you you really you have a favourite player that plays in Italy, but you've got a primarily primarily a La Liga team. Prem team or La Liga. If you yeah. throw in one of these radiation players, it offsets trying to fit your favourite player in. Yes, exactly. Ah, that. I see. So uh, innovation from you. It is, but they put it on some random old characters so that I could bounce. Well, that's the one. fucking issue. Like, like, why did they throw it on random? The, the, the thing is, with FIFA, I said to Gray yesterday, there's just too many special cards now. Oh, they just wait. don't feel special anymore. But it's this like, is what I said to you. Great. And then it was like, yeah, team of the week. Oh, great, great. But now it's like, you've got team of the week, team of the day, player of the hour. And now it's <laughs> like, you've got, you got, yeah. you got fucking, <laughs> you've you got like 20, 30 different special cards. And it's like, you know, it's EA going, how much more money can we get from these pullbacks? Well, that's just why. Obviously, we know Graham's a free to play player. Um, but all these poor parents that are getting their FIFA bills from their, all their bloody FIFA points and packing mm. cards. And I'm like, well, this is what I said at the end of this is what I said at the end of twenty three. It was basically becoming Madden. Mm. Madden has so many special cards, like it's fucking unreal. Like they have like Thanksgiving Day cards, Turkey cards, Halloween cards, Christmas cards. Ah, shit, you know. Then they've got like Madden heroes, Madden power up cards, Madden captains, Madden. There's so many fucking cards. It's like you can have fifteen versions of Tom Brady. And it's like, why do I need 15 versions of Tom Brady? He's the GOAT. Just give him a 99. That's all he needs. It's that kid that goes to school and goes, oh, look, I've got this pack. And then the other guy goes, my mum wouldn't buy some packs. I want that one. It's it's the same with Fortnite and their skins, you know. It's it's ridiculous Mm. that they've introduced as many cards as they have. (laughs) It's gone way overboard the last two years, like this year and last year. Speaking of Fortnite... I need to send, send you you to a video where I saw this guy basically um, state like wants to get a win by just fishing. Oh god! And right, Why I would you back send here. that? Yeah, but you can do damage with the fishing rod, so it doesn't surprise me at all. No, we didn't do it. All he did was he's standing one of the you know those what's called those like the water where like, like heals you constantly heals you. Hmm. So oh get, yeah. So he sat he's in one of them, and then that would let you go through two circles without dying. Then after the third circle, you just keep fishing and keep eating fish. Whilst fishing and stuff, and he actually managed to get a win by doing that. There is there is no world where you need to let Jay see that clip and then him uh, fucking constantly just put that out as the only thing that he'll ever I show. Know, I just thought, well, did I dream that? And then I looked it up later. And I was like, oh yeah, I need to send them to them too. So what we're saying is that uh, wouldn't be a dream. Fortnite That'd be a nightmare. Is, Fortnite be. is January's Game Pass game, and the aim is to win a game a match. Not fishing. A fucking okay. chance. Well, we've got two votes already. Yeah, let's do it. Two out of five. We got the majority vote. Let's do it. It's bad enough that I need to play it when my son comes over, but after that, there is not a snowball chance in hell. The new season, that's great fun so far. Anyway, sorry, we've gone way off topic here. Apparently, the the MM event was pretty impressive. Yeah, Yeah, I I missed it. I was out, but uh, uh, I saw some clips. Anyway. Anyway, 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 before we get too distracted in this already extended edition of Xbox Tavern's Xbox Tavern, let's move on. Ish. At? Ish. I was giving you an ish, G. You never get an ish. I just just wanted an ish. We don't need a time. We just need an ish. That's all we need. Um, You're taking the ish. 
Oh, taking the ish. My ish is starting to play up, so I might have to go for I was going to say, your ish is going to be an issue in a minute. <laughs> yeah. uh, Graham, we're going to go to you first this time. Number three. Our biggest surprise of 2023 before oh, we get into thought... top three. Oh, okay. Mixed it up. Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, yeah, this one was a hard one for me, so I couldn't yeah, find yeah, the one that was... <laughs> well, that was a surprise. <laughs> game. I was going to be playing it, and I am playing it. It's not really a surprise. So the, probably the, the surprise that I didn't think I'd kind of get into and started to enjoy more than what I thought it was was probably Loop Hero. I thought that was probably my biggest surprise, because I put quite a lot of time into that. And it's a very, very simple game, sort of a roguelite sort of strategy place. Almost kind of like a puzzle kind of base game, mm. and yeah, that's that surprised me. I think one of your recommendations of like giving it a try and yeah, yeah. tried to stick that one out. I must admit, Gary, I thought your one would have been the oh, and I forget the name. Of it. it was the game where it was like triangles, and you had like the future and the past. Oh, Christ tells. Was that yes? I thought it was that not this year. I thought that was this year. I could be wrong. I don't think that was this year. Mm. Time is a flat circle. I'm pre- I have a feeling it was last year as well. I think but it was last year too, yeah. It could it could have been last week for all I remember. My time my uh, basis of time is is shocking. Oh, it was actually two years ago. That's about to say. I don't think <laughs> <laughs> you're in the triangle at the moment by the sound of it. Why did I think you played it this year? <laughs> yeah, you played Fun Twenty. Yeah, come to Game Pass. Possibly. Yeah, maybe it's something like that. Maybe yeah. Game Pass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I started trying to look at all the different ones I played through this year. I'm pretty sure I would have remembered that if it was this year. But I'm not looking at the Game Pass because some of you mentioned it. So yeah, yeah. From a game, I didn't think I'd actually enjoy at all. I actually got into that one quite quite well. So nice. that was my sort of surprise of the year. Out of all of them, there wasn't many other games I could think of that I didn't think I was going to enjoy and actually enjoy. So <laughs> I couldn't even use Redfall as a surprise because I didn't think I was going to enjoy it, and I was bang on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but for a different yeah, reason. That's good. So maybe that's. Oh somewhat, yeah, that's that's we've 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 done the negativity. <laughs> we're up, we're on the up. We're on the up. So Loop Hero for Graham there. It's still on Game Pass, I think, isn't it? Um, yeah, I think so. so it's probably just worth worth checking out, I think. I did install it after you mentioned it, but as, as Ian likes to do, I haven't even touched it. I might play it next year uh, if it's still in Game Pass then. Um, let's go to Ian now, speaking of Ian. Ian, yep. your biggest surprise of games you played this year, please. So um, Honor mentioned the biggest surprise is drawing 3-3 in FIFA with Graham. I love it. Beat, beating Graham for you. That's yeah, yeah. technically beating him for you. Um, I beat Graham too, too, as well. But I mean, we spoke about it already earlier in the show, so I won't go too much into detail with it. Um, but for my biggest surprise is Exoprimal. Um, going into it again, I was very like, oh, this is going to be mess, a bit of a shooter, a bit like, you know. Oh, yeah, I think Jay said it's like Left for Dead with dinosaurs. I was like, oh, fuck's sake. <laughs> You're not spelling me here with this. Like, Wait a short. But, yeah, once I started playing, but I think what maybe put it into biggest surprise was how much I actually enjoyed being the healer more than actually shooting in Exoprimal. I mean, yeah. fitness, when you're good at something, it makes it enjoyable. Yeah, and that's it. I was pretty down. I could do both. I could stun enemies you're, and you're also heal at the same time. So, yeah. He was, I mean, oh, and his Exo- Apex Legends, you're never the healer. And his, and his Exo Primal days, it was, it was pretty top tier. Yeah. I mean, the amount, of, 
The amount of MVPs he got after could, being the if hero. If he could have kept up with me, he would have been better at it. But he just, <laughs> <laughs> just left you. And but, uh, I mean, Jay, you've always been a ninja just running off by yourself. Jay's at the final boss. Like, what the fuck's going on here, guys? Come on. You're crawling around the floor. Where the fuck like, are you? Ian, where are you? Where are you? Ian, hurry up. So for me, yeah, I think that's it. Because I started getting good at it. And healing was just it was quite a lot of fun, you know, keeping everyone alive and just... The odd shooting was stunning and stuff because I had that, that kind of weird electricity which stunned them in place, which helps, like, for example, going with his tanking and stuff. You know, you can actually put them, knock them back, and then obviously Jay and Ross will shoot them down. And yeah. I think it was a lot of fun. Yes. Um, the only thing annoying with healers when I was that fucking guy with the sword because, like, I just gave up because they were oh, yeah. off. So, nope. Yeah, because they've got no chance but to go head first into everyone. Anyway. Exactly. Like, if you've got a melee character, the healer is sitting there like, fuck. Fox. Yeah, so you always try, try to go in, give him proper heals, and jump back. And then, again, there was quite a lot. Of, I love the witch doctor as a main favorite healer. So yeah, for me, I won't go too much into detail because we spoke about it earlier in the show, and we're ready at an hour thirty. So extra primal, a primal, very nice, very nice, very nice. Uh, for me, I'll, again, I'll keep it very brief because I'm sure it probably. Well, it's not going to come up again, but we've already spoken about it via Graham earlier on. Uh, it's like a dragon, uh, the man who erases name. I've tried many of the Yakuza games over the over the years, as I said. Could not get into any of them, but for some reason this one just 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 twinged it and I was like, oh, oh actually, actually these are quite good, aren't they? Um and Did you get me tingled down south, Jay? Is that what it was? You tingled. I, I I was a bit numb by that point. Um as <laughs> uh, uh, you know, I was off for a couple of days earlier this week for unrelated reasons. Um uh, we way. won't get. We don't need to get into it right now. I had a haircut on Tuesday. Ian's pregnant. And, um, <laughs> oh, the haircut, yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, I had a couple of days off, so I literally just played it solidly, sitting on the on the couch for two days straight, and finished something, it. At least something was, it was fucking excellent. Exactly. Yeah. So um, is this going to make you explore Yakuza more? Give it another chance? I just to... last week when we spoke about it with Graham, he recommended I go back to zero and give that another shot. So I haven't installed zero. I haven't started it yet. I'll probably start it in the new year. Um, but yeah, I'd like to go back and try some of the other ones, um, especially with uh, it's called Infinite Wealth, isn't it? Coming out in January. Yeah. You won't like that one though, because that's one. I probably if that's ones. like a turn-based one, isn't it? But yeah. If you're gonna, if you're gonna try and get into that one, do the other one first, like a dragon first with Ichiban, because yeah. yeah. you, you might not even like that Ichiban. main character. He's a bit more wackier. Ichiban, yeah. He's got Ichiban. Which one do they change from turn base? Is it five? Uh, no, from like Seven. a dragon, the actual first yeah. start of like a dragon series, because it's not, it's not Yakuza. It's just a spin-off. Like a so, like a dragon is that the first one? Is that Ishin? Is it Ichiban? Itchy. Oh. It was like a, it was Yakuza Seven, like a dragon, and then after that they changed it to just be called uh, like a dragon from now on. Yeah. So, so the, the main so... character changed from Kiryu to Ichiban. So what's the Ishin one? That's Ishin like was just one, a spin-off random one. That's oh, okay. where that was... they went back in time and relived an actual event that happened in sort of Japan around that time of a, uh, a coup and everything. And he was just they just kind of merged it with the Yakuza kind of. Every all the characters kind of reappeared in there is quite weird. Ah, uh, see, yeah. So, um, th- this one, like you said, everyone, there's like a spin off, so it's not hundreds of hours long. I got for it, like I said, about 40 hours. Um, and it's, I think that's why I got into it because it's a lot shorter and a lot more condensed rather than having to sit there and properly get sucked into the story. And obviously, I probably would have understood a lot more if I played some of the other ones because there's certainly some returning characters and, and events yeah. and stuff, but I won't go into too much. I don't know how far Graham is, and obviously, I don't want to spoil it for anyone else. Uh, but yeah, I, I was um, I was genuinely surprised that not only did I stick with it, but I finished it and 
had a bloody good time of it. So, yeah, like a dragon, the man who erased his name. Shall we address the elephant in the room at the moment in regards to Project Game Pass? Seeing as we've both <laughs> seen it's been discussed now. We can get out of the way if you'd like. We can get I, feel like it's, I feel like it's a good idea, seeing as, yes. Yeah, so we, we, we jumped the gun a little bit with our Project Game Pass uh, haste uh, early, late, sorry, late last month. Uh, we put a poll out, like a dragon one, um, barely. Unbeknownst. Uh, between us. Yeah, I think it was one was vote. It one vote? It, so, so the, the vote that G gave think, it. Yeah, so that could have been could have been my vote that tipped over the edge. I'm not sure. Uh, so yes, yeah, so we've we've discussed it ourselves. We've decided to uh, sort of not ignore the poll. Thank you very much for voting if you voted, but we've decided to fail for now. I voted Far Cry. To uh, <laughs> rein it in a little bit. Uh, we're going to change up how we do Project Game Pass from January, which we'll discuss next week because we don't we ain't got time for it now. Um, but for now, we're going to swap out the game and we're going to play Remnant 2, if I'm not mistaken. Is that what we're yeah. Which I did start earlier on. Again, don't yep. get to, I, I literally played like 10 minutes. But Beautiful looking game. It looks all right. It didn't really run very well in the Series S, but we will, we'll uh, we'll talk about that more next week. Oh, once we actually have a chance to... It is a multiplayer. You can jump in and multiplayer. There's a few yeah. different ways to do the multiplayer on it as well. Oh, so you can just play single player by yourself? Yeah, yeah. single player. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. I mean, I've, I've um, got it downloaded ready. So. Highly recommend that you play it multiplayer because it is hard as balls. Oh yeah. Yes. I mean, I've I've literally shot one enemy so far, so uh, <laughs> and they 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 went down piece of this. Anyway, we'll talk about that more next week. So we're going to play some Remnant too, and then like I said, we're going to mix up how we're going to do Project Game Pass next year. Well, we'll talk about that next week when we've got a bit more time in our final show of the year, I believe. <gasps> next week. Um, da, da, da. But yeah, anyway, sorry, we're uh, we're moving on from here. Especially because Pete, I believe we're at you now. Yes. With your um, biggest surprise of the year. So my pick for biggest surprise of the year is Starfield. <laughs> Surprisingly disappointing, yes. Uh, Diablo 4. That was a surprise? Yes, because oh, Diablo wow. 4. Uh, so I played Diablo 3 a couple of, like last year or year before, and it was like a free weekend, and I did not get on with it. It was just, I just didn't like it. I don't know why. Um, but then earlier this year, the Diablo 4, the kind of open beta came out and we all jumped on. And I was like, this is fucking great. Apart from obviously being teleported back to the same bit 10 fucking times. Could tell what the story was. <laughs> to that fucking ladder. So I thought to climb that ladder one more fucking time. Um, but yeah, and then we were lucky enough to get well. was lucky enough to get a review code for it. Thank you, Blizzard. Um, and I gave it a 9.7. It's hold it. Uh, uh, now holds the privilege of being my highest rated game on xboxtavern.com uh i stand by it uh obviously since its release it has come under a bit of flack from the diablo community about microtransactions all that kind of shit but if you're like me and you play a single player you're not bothered about the daily grind and you're in it for the story and just how beautiful the game looks it is absolutely superb you know i think there's five classes perhaps six and each class is just fun to play you know you've got the necromancer which i know gray loved watching me play with my little skeletons thinking they were actual enemies <laughs> you know you've got the you've got the mage you've got the druid you've got the uh the, the rogue and you've got the kind of um barbarian the one called yeah barbarian so you've got, they're all so fun to play you know the only reason that um I did get, it didn't make my top three was because, you know, I love playing Frozen Necromancer. Um, but 
um, it, I made I then made a mage character, um, but it, even though I started it and I got to level 10, 15, it wasn't calling me back. A bit like like we discussed earlier, like games that kind of like play me, play me. It wasn't doing that. Um, so yeah, so bigger surprise is Diablo because I did not expect to be playing it this year. Loved the beta, got lucky getting the review code, and it's superb. At some point, I will go back to it and complete another character, um, whether it's like a barbarian or a rogue, I don't know. But um, it is bloody fantastic. COVID at some point, obviously now the Activision Blizzard deal has gone through. It may come to Game Pass. Game, game Pass? Game, game, game Pass? Game Pass? <laughs> game Pass? <laughs> oh. It might come to Game Pass. Maybe 2025. That would be a very new project game. That would be interesting. <laughs> yeah, I don't Who think should get us for this one? I, I don't think we'll see it next year, but I think maybe 2025 they might put it in there. But if it goes on sale, if again, if you're not worried, if you're not bothered about the daily grind, if you're not bothered about people paying Men for, pounds for cosmetics, you know, they can stay in their own little zone. You know, if you're in it just for the single player experience, it's worth it. It's, it's fantastic. I must admit, I think it was Diablo. And I'm going to get mixed up. What was the one that was the DLC? Was the Reaper of Souls? It was that's called. number three. Yeah. Yeah. So I played three, and I I wholeheartedly loved it. I thought it was fantastic. But with the Diablo games, a lot of the a lot of the appeal of it is the dungeon system, mm. um, and like the seasons type idea. And I feel like for that sort of idea, you need to have a group of people to play it. Yeah, it's a a lot of min-maxing type idea, and I think that's where the Borderlands fan of me comes out. Like, try get it's not just getting like the specific gun, like in Borderlands, you have to get like the right parts on the gun to make it effective for X and Y Z. Yeah, and I feel like that's why I that's how I would like to play Diablo. Like, if I was doing it, I would want to have like the best gear for the type of character that I was. So it's a lot of, you kill a boss, you go back, you didn't get the gear you wanted, you go back, fight him again, X, Y, so on and so forth. But it's definitely a game that strikes me as a better experience playing it. I know you play a single player, Pete, but a co-op experience. Like if you had a group to jump in and do everything, I feel like you could sort of tick every box. Like you would have a a necromancer, a barbarian, a mage, um, and then I can't think of the other ones, but you know what I mean, a rogue type idea. Yeah. Um, and that's always been where Diablo has sort of eluded me um, because I would want to deep dive into it, but I don't necessarily have the, the group to do the min-maxing. Yeah. The good, the good thing is, like, if you do complete the story mode, um, when you complete a new character in the same server, you can actually just complete the... the uh, you can just skip the story... Mm. And you can just go dungeon calling friends and whatever you want to do that way. That's so, how it should be. I mean, yeah. I think, I, I know I keep harping back to it, but that's one of the things that Borderlands fail on. You have to replay the story every time you, you start a new character, which I feel is utterly stupid. Yeah. I mean, I think we all had a good time, didn't we, playing Diablo 4? I know Ian was trying to skip the story and I'm trying to listen, going, well, listen to the story. I want to listen to the cutscenes. Fuck your cutscenes. There's me watching the cutscene. Yeah. I'm like, oh shit, I'm five minutes behind. Where are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching the cutscene still. <laughs> but yeah, Demo 4 is definitely my best surprise of the year. I had too much fun burning stuff, like in channeling my energy. G? I'm right, baby. Fire all the way. Fire all the way. All right, let's, uh, what have we got? Ross left on me for our biggest uh, surprise of the year. 
Yes, so my one isn't so much that it's a, a game that surprised me in regards to how good the series is or the specific game, because I know the series and game are fantastic. What surprised me the most is how well implemented it was. And it was on the back of special guest Pete's recommendation. I have went for Age of Empires 4, console edition. So I've always been a fan of the Age of Empires series. I feel like a fantastic Age of Mythology as well. Some of my favourite games of all time. I think they're great series. But I've same with Football Manager, same with F1 Manager. It's not a game that translates well to playing on console because you've got so many hotkeys, you've got to pause, tab, jump into certain things, X, Y, and Z. So it never really worked on a console as much. So when Age of Empires 4 dropped, I jumped straight on the PC, battered some hours into it, thought it was fantastic, really loved it. Then Pete turns around and says, you should play the console version. They've, they've really done a good job of putting it into the sort of best way to control it with the controller. So jumped in and holy shit, they have absolutely smashed it in regards to implementing an RTS game with a controller input. Um, I was so happy that I actually had a game where I didn't have to jump onto my PC every time I wanted to play a sort of RT, well, it's not real. Well, I suppose it is an RTS game, but that sort of game, I could jump onto the, I could jump onto the Xbox, play Age of Empires, a game that I absolutely amazed. So I thank you, Pete, for your fantastic biggest surprise of the year. Yeah, yeah, I think I remember, you know, uh, recommend it on the After Dark. So you know, if you, if you missed out on that, make sure you're subscribed to get the oh, access. Oh, what a plug! Look at that. Wow, plug! Oh, segue. <laughs> <laughs> you need to go on there more often. Eh? You need to go on there more often. Like around. Patreon subscription is going to go through the roof with that segue. Oh, All right, so we're at the uh, <clears throat> excuse me. We're at the main event right now. Uh, we're we're uh, a bit further in than I thought we would be. So let's uh, let's let's go for it. Top three of Gotta the go year, fast. Let's go, you first, Let's go you first. Let's go you first. You must yeah. have read my mind because I was going to jump in anyway. So, <laughs> thanks, Ian. And get ready to yeah. disconnect when he sees Lake and three, <laughs> two. So, DLC doesn't count. One. My favourite. Well, I should say my third favourite game of this year. Uh, I spoke about horror games earlier on. I'm going to keep the trend going. It was Amnesia: The Bunker. Wow. Was a first. That's a big shout stealth horror like rogue almost roguelike element uh horror game basically did and you go back I, and play the hardcore mode absolutely not no oh. you, just watching the trailer was like that's enough of me i'm fucking shit <laughs> i've really. done um it's uh yeah really really good game the systems they use were excellent the, the physics based uh sort of puzzle solving you could do was awesome like you could find the key for the door or you could bash it down or you could have the monster chase you and bash it down um, or you could uh, knock other things down to sort of get in his way. But there was so much options there to do. Um, the fact that you needed to keep your fuel supply topped up so as the lights would go out, added that sort of tension to get in and out before uh, you, you couldn't hang around and be like, oh, I wonder what's around this corner. You're like, what's it? No, nothing. What's it? No, nothing. Ah, run. But you couldn't run because then the monster would hear you and chase you. Uh, and it's one of the tensest experiences I've ever had played in the game. And apart from the end, like the last hour, which let it down a little bit, 
Um, I I thought it was yeah one of one of the best games I played this year. Really really good. Uh, I can't mm. recommend it enough. Even if you're a bit scared, like Ian might be, I can't uh, recommend it enough to to give it a try just to see what you think. Especially yeah, now they've updated it and changed things. Like I said, I haven't played any of the new updates, but apart from the hardcore mode, they've they've changed things where they've you know, randomised locker uh, locations and codes and item locations and the monsters can get in the safe room and stuff now. Yeah, no, thank you. It was scary enough the first time. Let <laughs> alone doing it with all that sort of uh, shenanigans going on as well. But, the Amnesia yeah. games are definitely one of the games that do the atmospheric tension better yeah. than nearly all horror games that I've played. Like even even as much as I love Silent Hill, that the atmosphere that you get in the Amnesia games. Obviously, I don't know. I've never played this one, but I know how like the old ones, like Dark Descent and things like that, where you like you you are sort of tripping out and your whole vision started to go because the monster was close and things like that. They they create a sense of unease the full amount of time that you're playing it. Yeah, and that that was it the entire time. Again, apart from the end, which laid down slightly, it was just like on the edge of my seat. Am I gonna yeah, make it you back? Never Am I know find what I need? Yeah. And there was one part, again, I don't want to spoil anything, but it was literally like as far away as you could possibly be. And I found it like a fuel supply, so I was finding I was filling up all my bottles of fuel, and then all my lights went out. I was like, Fuck! And then you hear him, and I've got to make the whole way back to the safe room without any lights. But if I get there, then I've got fuel enough to see me through the rest of the game. And it was, oh, it was so it, it was like that perfect pitch of like I'm shit myself, but this is great at the same time. Yeah, yeah, really, really good. Um, can't recommend it enough. Uh, yeah, so Amnesia, the bunker is still on Game Pass, and as just Ross said, they've updated it loads as well, so well worth to check out. Uh, right, which way around am I going to go? I'm going to Ian, I think, next. Ian, let's go back around that way. Fair enough. What's your third pick of the year? Now, my third pick of the year is one that was pretty much shadow dropped, and I played it as soon as it was shadow dropped until it's high rush. And that is correct. It's high fi mm-hmm. rush. Um, it would have been my, um, but um, definitely it just beats it. But it definitely came out in 2022. Um, so, but still, High Five Watch was a fantastic. Well, you could always Hades it if you want, no? It's fine. Yeah, I could always Hades it. I feel your soul, Oh, bless him. Yeah, so <laughs> um, yeah, me, High Five Watch has been, I think, I love the feature, like, kind of the cartoon mechanics. I mean, even though it was a little bit annoying, it was still quite funny, and the whole comedic aspect of the game was quite. For me, lighthearted, but I did enjoy it and to kind of like the beat, the hit into the beat. That was always good fun, especially playing with headphones. Um, makes it so much more better. And the music was fantastic in the game. And I think you played the a lot, didn't you, Jay? No one else really did. Yeah, I've got a few. I, I, a got to few the, I beat the first boss, hmm. but I had a problem with for, for whatever reason, I the, the notes weren't sticking up for me, so I kept on missing a load of notes. I think I got towards the second first. boss, I think, and that was about as far as I got. But I was enjoying it, but there's so many other things come out, okay. I just didn't um, didn't get a chance to go back to it. But yeah, so that's your top or third pick of the year, Hi-Fi Rush, up for yeah, the, plenty of game awards added, uh, on Thursday. Yeah. And added some DLC as well, which has been obviously nice added touch to it. And yeah, I think I can't really fault it. I mean, yeah, Hi-Fi Rush. Very nice, very nice indeed. Okay, Graham, let's go around to you yes. now. What's your third pick of the year? My third pick of the year was one I didn't think I was going to enjoy as much as I did until we had a little taste of it at one of the gaming events, and that was Dead Island 2. 
Nice. Ooh, I really wow, enjoyed okay. that game. A stealth um, game? No. Not really. <laughs> not really. <laughs> anyway, it's one of those you can Yeah. Yeah, why would you ever want to? Yeah. No, not at all. But I mean... I don't even think I could play that game still. <laughs> no. But yeah, I played that game through to completion and it was... Yeah, I totally enjoyed it. Um, lots of different sort of characters to interact with. Um, it didn't take itself too seriously at times. And lots of different sort of weapons to kind of use and sort of ways to kind of grow. And yeah, the story kept you ticking along nicely and it had a nice decent length to it as well. So compared to the first one, which I found it was a bit stiff at times, a bit monotonous, never had any of that in the second one. It looked much better, felt much better playing it. And yeah, um, it's, it was my, yeah, a game I sort of, it's not many that I see through these kind of long ones until completion, but this one I definitely did. And I'm glad I did. It was pretty awesome for one that I played this year. So yeah, it's one of the ones I enjoyed as well. When I, I didn't, I haven't played it fully, but it's one of the ones I, when we went to the gaming event, I was surprised how good it was. Yeah. When I did it. Cause I've said I know the first one was a bit of a letdown. And the fact that actually the second one took so long to come out, eventually yeah. when it has, you know, actually was quite. And they come out Yeah, I played a little bit on my own and with you, Gray, and it, it, I enjoyed it for what it was. Um, I never got back to playing it after we've sort of finished our co op session with it. But yeah, it was a good game. It was very, yeah, uh, co op session was pretty fun, like taking on the, mm-hmm. some of the giant bosses and stuff as well. I thought it was all right. Although it made it a lot easier. One distracts all the other pom pummels. But I mean, yeah. it was still good fun. Very nice, very nice. Dead Island Two there, after I'll many so. travails and issues coming uh, coming out, it finally yeah. released and turned out to be pretty damn good. I was gonna say, sorry, I mute myself. But I was trying to ask a question. What what was the weapons like? Because a big red flag for number one with me was the amount of t- how easy it was for the weapons to break. Like you had a baseball bat and it would break after like two hits. So like durability wise was it okay or was it still a bit it was better because you, you, you could upgrade them a lot and repair them and you got sort of like special ones and stuff and as you did certain missions if you kind of went and did like certain side quests you kind of got super sort of elite-ish kind of ones and there was quite a lot of different variants to sort of get hold of as well so yeah there, there wasn't you, yeah, you didn't have to worry so much about them breaking so much because you could get them repaired, or and you could have quite a lot of different ones all at the same time to sort of switch between. So yeah, not the same sort of issues in this one. Very good. Nice, very nice. So deadline two there for Graham. Uh, we'll move around to you, Swishkis Pete, while Ross has dipped out quickly. What's your third pick for the year? I have made a tactical decision to swap number two and three around. Whoa! Whoa. I know, I know. Last minute swap. I know, last minute swap for the win. So my number three pick for the year is Mortal Kombat 1. Ah, Finish him. The fighting fighting genre is one I don't really kind of delve into. I've never really been into kind of like Street Fighter or Virtual Fighter or any of that. But Mortal Kombat has been the one fighting game over the years where I've always kind of played the one. Um, and this year, I mean, they're just since um, I think it was 10, like the cinematic, the campaign, the story, the, the cinematic story is just absolutely awesome. Just for a fighting game, this, this, the cutscenes don't deserve to be that good. I mean, I don't know if Ross, if you played through 10 and 11, the story mode of Mortal Kombat, like in terms of the story mode, in terms of how long the cutscenes were. Um, but Mortal Kombat 1 just ramps it up a bit more. 
um just like the quality of it um uh oh god i thought i was gonna say now uh the only kind of negative point for me was the the megan fox voice acting it felt very kind of reading from a script monotone wasn't great if i'm being honest um but yeah i mean graphically yeah the (laughs) fatalities were great brutalities were great it was just it's and also had the new invasion mode where you basically had like a big old map and you had to work your way around a map and defeat bosses and like all these areas had different stipulations so one one fight you might have to start with half health the next fight you might have you might only do 50 percent damage to the opponent or they might do more damage so it kind of kept things interesting it kept things back and you know there are kind of seasonal different costumes and stuff which you can kind of unlock as well obviously there is a, a store that you can buy stuff but you can just generally unlock stuff by playing it um i think the only character that was behind a paywall this time was uh obviously apart from the, the character packs i think shang Tsung was the only person behind the paywall which was you can get it if you pre-ordered it you know all the other skins all the other characters i can say like your Montaros and all that, you could just unlock by playing the game and up, uh, leveling up your profile. Um, yeah, it was, it was, a, it was just, it kept on bringing me back for more, you know, and were it was the, nice. So were the fatalities and stuff easier to pull off this time or were they still? Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, you could, pay, you, could pay the, you could pay for the easy fatalities, which I find quite funny that people do spend money on that. That would um, be me. But I mean, you can just finish him, press pause, go right, just finish him, press pause, and then just, okay, right, I've got to go down, left, back, circle, or B, even. Whoa, whoa. Yeah, back, you know. Um, yeah, the fatality is fantastic. I'm, I'm going to, you know, start playing again now. The uh, the new character pack out is out with like, Omni Man and all that. Very nice. Very nice indeed. Omni Man. The guy from Invincible. Invincible, Invincible. Yeah. From it's on Amazon Prime. Prime. Go watch it. It's yeah, fantastic. Yeah. I watched the first few episodes the other night. I was like, oh, the see what it's like. I didn't realize I, how brutal it was. I have a, I'm not going to watch season two until the second half of the thing comes out because I'll just watch it all in one night. <laughs> there we go. Never heard of it. Oh, it's, 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 yeah. And if you need have to, you, have you watched the boys? Watch the boys and Invincible. on the Amazon Prime. Uh, Homelander's in the boy. Yeah, Homelander's in it as well. Walking, yeah. yeah, Glenn from Walking Dead voices um, Invincible, and, and J.K. Uh, Simmons does a Omni-Man. no I didn't like him. Fair enough. We're coming very soon, Graham. As we said before, Peacemaker. Uh, yes. Peacemaker. <laughs> you can <finally> <laughs> 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 Uh, yeah. Anyway, anyway, we're, Rambo we're as well. I think Rambo's coming. Rambo. <laughs> Scott got to go before Graham explodes. Tell me <laughs> your third pick of the year. Uh, so coming in third place for me was um, there was a few different ones, but this one sort of creeped in just for the fact of the the franchise that it came from. So I've went for Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Um, so nice. building on Fallen Order, um, Fallen Cal this. It's a Star Wars game. It was always that automatically made it at least a seven out of ten for me. Um, and then just the the landscape of it, sort of Cal coming on his own as being a a, a Jedi now, not this sort of like reprobate on a junk planet trying to come in. He's now sort of 
master on what he is. Um, I like the fact that they introduced the, all the bounty hunters and things like that. So uh, Vader makes an appearance and things like that. So they sort of ticked enough of the, the iconic Star Wars stuff to give you the throwback type idea. Um but they, they added the new system in regards to weapons, so you can have sort of like a blaster, a blaster lightsaber combination, dual wield, double bladed. So you've got loads of different options in regards to how you want to play the game. Just it, it had everything that Fallen Order was so great with, and then added layers on top of that. So really enjoyed it. I think I'm maybe a couple of hours away from completing it. Um, it's just uh, such a good game. So much to do in regards to like the side missions, as we're saying, all the bounty stuff that you can do, all the customizable like lightsabers, outfits. Just absolutely loved it. Loved the storyline in regards to sort of like the fallen, fallen Jedi type idea. It's always good when there's like a character that's been good and then sort of turned to the dark side not just necessarily in Star Wars, but anything where it has like a protagonist that's been good and then has been dragged to the evil side. So one of, as I say, one of the best Star Wars games that I've played um, throughout any of the arcade ones or any of the sort of Force Unleashed, um, really enjoyed it. needs to come to EA Play. Well, yeah, well, and it will eventually. Um, but really looking forward to sort of finishing that off. Hopefully, if not end of the year, starting next year, I'll be finishing that yeah, one. Yeah, I saw it on sale and I was like, what's that, 42 quid? I was like, oh, the first one is, but not the second one yet. Like, today there was a, like yesterday, there was a daily deal with, with Valhalla. Today, there's like a 70% off. I think it was. Well, it keeps. It came out in April, and usually EA games are sort of six to nine months after the launch before they drop in EA. So you're looking starting next year, sort of early mid spring type idea before it comes in. Fair enough. Fair enough. Very nice. Nice. So a bit Star Wars. Was it called? Sorry, what's it called? Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Jedi Survivor. There we go. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Right. Let's go to Graham next in for number two. Number two, um, well, it has been discussed before. No matter how much hate and scorn Pete pours on it, it was definitely a game I enjoyed, and that was Starfield. That makes my number two. Um, yes, it has its flaws. You're right, but, I mean, you can't pick a Bethesda game that didn't start with quite a number of flaws. I will and, join Graham and say my Starfield was also number two, so we can talk about it together. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong, it didn't hit the dizzying heights that we all wanted it to, and it didn't make my number one for that reason, that it just slightly missed the mark. There was a couple of things that Pete kind of drew on that could have been done a bit better, but for the amount of kind of content and deviation you can do if you want to do, the amount of exploration you can or want to do is still there. The options are there, and the stories, even the side quests, I mean, they're still pretty sort of detailed and there's quite a lot of depth you can go into if you want to go into and a lot of the different faction stuff so quite varied and different and i mean it still makes i found it sort of a highly enjoyable bethesda game um the combat was all right it wasn't terrible and but it was enough i mean you could have had a different kind of styles other than guns but i mean that's why you kind of eventually develop powers which can really sort of flip things on the head if you sort of find the best ones or ones that you want to work with and 
I mean, there's ones that slow down time, ones that kind of flip them on their head, ones that kind of make you go invisible, you know, ones that kind of make, you know, you can shoot fireballs and stuff. So there's a variety of different kind of powers. I mean, there was, what is there, like 20, 30 different kind of powers you can kind of make use of? Yeah. So there's, there's plenty to kind of choose from. Not all of them are kind of attack minded. Some of them help you sort of gather resources or help you predict what people are going to say. So there's, you know, there's quite a few to sort of play around with. And that one was quite a unique one to sort of know what the person is going to say to help control what choices you should say. It was quite a cool and neat addition to sort of add in. Mm. Um, like- Question for you, yeah. Ian. Yeah. Did you guys build an outpost? Yes. Yes. That not fully utilized. <laughs> no, I, I didn't fully use mine. Utilize I, it, I got mine for most of mine. I got one and got one to harvest resources and stuff. But I mean, you can just get resources elsewhere. They could. I mean, that's what it's I the mean. same with. But it's the same with Fallout. You know, you can build shelters here and everywhere. I still didn't. Just because yeah. you can doesn't mean you want to. No, and I found at the end of the day, especially when you start getting a bit more rich. Um, and you just need to you just buy the resources that you want. So eventually, I just end up buying most of it. But yeah, I didn't yeah. build up a few, I think for a couple of outposts and stuff. But did I really utilize it a lot? No, because obviously I went, I was rich and I just made, I just no. bought all the stuff I needed. But for I me, think so a, I think it's a missed opportunity. I well, think for me, I, I really enjoyed it. To utilize it when you do New Game Plus, where you get all your resources are reset back to zero. If you know the right planets to kind of build outposts on, is a way of sort of getting some quick resources quick that you need to get back to where you need to be to progress that bit further again because it's quite hard starting from a blank canvas each time yeah i think for me as well like i really enjoyed all the side missions um most of them were like but the main ones we'll say obviously there's always a few shitty side missions which is obviously oh miscellaneous Mm. kind of the one where you kind of join the crimson fleet you can go against them or you can join Mm. with them i found that was really kind of one of my favorite ones in, in the whole franchise the obviously spoiler warning um, for everyone watching this who haven't played it yet. Surprisingly, who haven't. Um, the uh, where there's a twist where you know one of your companions dies. Um, that came out of nowhere. I didn't expect that happening, and that was really good. See, this is the um, thing. I, I don't think the game kind of earned the right to do that. That makes sense. What do you mean? Like, because uh, only because I said that I didn't feel a connection to any of the companions. So I'm like, oh, okay. Like, oh, okay, <laughs> feel for me, I did because obviously I was kind of had to stay out for ages, and then she asked for more time, and I went fuck you then, and I went to the other <laughs> one, and then obviously she she died, and obviously as a twisted man I am, I gave all my clothes to my companion. Yeah, <laughs> that was <laughs> fucked up when you sent me that. <laughs> oh yeah, hilarious at the same time. So for me, I like that I really enjoyed. It. I mean, I couldn't put it down. Um, I did all the side missions. I haven't found some GD yet, which is a chase disappointment. Um. But I think like all the shipbuilding stuff, that was good fun. Obviously, I think I got the narwhal in the end and just customized the narwhal, and that was just even though you couldn't really you move. You fucking love that narwhal. I did because you couldn't move in it, but it was just such a tank. You just, <laughs> you, just you fucking there, really, loved it, and you just destroyed everything for me. I didn't want to do anything really. But every now and again, just, I'll just shoot the missiles and it'll do it for me. Um, but yeah, I think like, I enjoyed the storyline. I kind of the, the main one. Well, the, I think the Crimson Fleet was my favorite. Um, Main one was still quite good and enjoyable. I think out came a few that like I said the plot was out of nowhere. Um, I didn't really utilize the powers, and the powers in the game was absolutely shit, which everyone agrees on. It could have been so much done, so much more better. We even not even needed like sample Skyrim, just walk up to the corner, yeah. and get the powers. You don't really need them in the game. It doesn't no. add anything to it. 
Um, if, if they wanted to have some sort of challenge to get the powers, they could have had like a, a little maze or something where you got to fight some enemies or... Yeah, or like a, like a mini boss not, battle. Yeah, yeah or even like, like a mini like, floating yeah, clip of the tutorial of how like, to use it. Going back like five or six years, look at Mass Effect Andromeda when you had to get to the... You had to that little Sudoku, didn't you, to unlock the temple, you know, something like that would have been great. Yeah, so I mean, I agree, there is, there is its flaws. Like always, like with most games, like with most professor games, there's obviously a few glitches. Obviously, you surprised had way more glitches than I've ever seen, yeah. um, which I'm not sure what happened to your copy or whatever. Because obviously, because I was up when you couldn't get into the ship, and then I launched for you, and I got in straight away. Oh yeah, yeah, you yeah, that was bizarre. Account. So yeah. I was like, I didn't understand it. I thought maybe it might be in your save or not. But as soon as I did that, I went straight away without any issues. Um, so I'm not too sure, but for me, yeah, it's not quite my number one. It was me number two. Um, but okay, I really enjoyed it. I couldn't put it down. Um, I did all this, did all the outposts, did all the shipbuilding and stuff. And for me, yeah, a lot of fun. And again, I didn't really utilize the powers because I didn't really need to because I kind of enjoyed more just kind of shooting and kind of getting my way through that way. Um, the stealth bits was fun, some fun stealth bits. One, my favorite one still was the one where I was I was trying to be stealthy and all of a sudden, I think it was Sarah at the time, just popped her head up and started shooting randomly. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah what, so you, happy. what is it with you and companions that just can't help but fire off a few shots? Yeah, always trigger happy. It's, it's like the, the side mission, the, the corporate side mission, like you just don't take a companion with you. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I, I told them to fuck there. off. Like, stay, just, stay, there, stay in the ship. Yeah. You stay there, don't move. Um, even like the, the weaker one, the region one, that was still quite still good, enjoyable. Well. Yeah, I, I quite enjoyed that one, yeah. Yeah, so um, for me, yeah. Number two for me, Starfield, as long as we've got him. Yep. Very nice. I've got a feeling we might be hearing a little bit more about Starfield very shortly. Um, so we'll, we'll we'll move on from there. Feel free to chime in when when it comes up again uh, on whoever's list. I don't know. I oh, can't to think the football manager 24 isn't my game of the year. We've still got two picks from you yet. Uh, right, I'll jump in next then quickly. Uh, my number two is probably to no one's surprise, my highest rated game of the year. Try and five. The Clockwork Conspiracy. Um, really, really enjoyed it. As as I spoke about earlier this year, it was um, sort of took what I loved about the Trine series of the physics platforming and puzzles and and the lovely sort of fairy tale visuals and music and cheesy but entertaining enough story and stuff. And it just almost perfected every single aspect of it. Um, you can play it in co-op. I haven't played it in co-op yet, um, but when they do, when you do, it changes the puzzles and the layouts and stuff. So. <clears throat> you have to work together to solve them, whereas on your own, you can just flick around between the different characters to solve the puzzles yourself. Um, yeah, really enjoyed it, start to finish. Is it couch co-op, or is it more like... Um, it's online? couch and online co-op. Oh, okay. And you can play, because there's three characters you can play as. You can play as three three-player co-op, where you just pick a character each, or you can play four-player co-op, and you can all just switch back and forth between whatever character you like. Um, How does that work? Yeah, because that normally something out. Well, no, you literally just have, you can have four Amadeus or four Zoyas. Oh, yeah, four of the same characters. Oh, four of the same characters. Yeah, you all just mix between the characters. So one person just waiting all the time. Yeah, it doesn't matter. You can all have the same character or whatever. But yeah, really, really good game. I wish more people would play it. Again, it's tried to say it would be a good Game Pass game, but I think something like Game Pass would get in front of more people. Yeah, cause I think because yeah, I was looking when you mentioned it, and I was like, I think I'll just look at it again now on True Achievements. Like, like, under a thousand people have played it, so yeah, wow. Um, so yeah, it's not getting enough exposure. So, like I say, yeah. 
it's surprising how much Game Pass gives exposure to the game, and that's from what your rating you gave it. Um, it should go to Game Pass because it would make it all yeah, it, open it, up it's... people. I'm surprised they haven't at least put some of them in because I think they're all out on Xbox now. They started off not being, but I'm pretty sure they're all there now. Um, in fact, no, there is. It's a collection of the first four games and then the fifth one come out. Yeah, the one um, year, one to five yeah, years really, on, on Really, really good. Really well worth worth playing. Well, it, it, even if it's... Quid. No, 40, 40 quid, sorry. Yeah, and it, it's, it, my kids quite enjoy playing trying three with me, I think, because that's slightly different to the others, but... If if your kids are like you were saying, people like unravel. This would be a, like a great game to go on from that because it's got that same sort of physics-based like co-op, help each other out. But there's a bit more to it, and I think they might they might dig it if you ever get around to playing it. Um, or we could just play together, all four of us. One of us would have to sit out. I'm sorry. Oh, do you feel you made that a bit awkward, there, Joe? <laughs> I mean, I don't think all five of us are online at the same time, anyway. Exactly. <laughs> we'll, we'll figure something out. We'll figure something out. But yeah, my, my second game of the year, uh, number two spot, I should say, is uh, is trying five the Clockwork Conspiracy. Very, very good. Very, very good game. Anyway, Pete, I believe uh, we haven't heard your second one yet. No, we have not. My okay. number two spot goes to. Warhammer Age of Sigma Realms oh, of Ruin. Yeah. Wow, this game absolutely blew me away. I was it almost made my surprise, but I wanted two different games in the surprising game of the year. Um another RTS that rosters to go play. Um, even though the controls are aren't optimal, they're still fucking great. Um you know, this is probably the first RTS game that's actually had like an amazing kind of brilliant cinematic campaign. Obviously, games like um, Age of Empires go through like they have like a little history kind of buff before you go into it. You know, the old Red Alert days. So the first time I played an RTS, where I'd been enthralled into like, the story and like, the cutscenes. Obviously, the Red Alert days, it was all kind of live action with a bit of bad acting. This was like I was like, is this an RTS game? I had to double check it was an RTS game at first um but yeah it had me hooked i oh, just easy 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 ish controls uh, yeah the campaign was great and the thing is like the thing is the campaign as well you're not stuck with playing one faction there are you know four different factions in uh it's quite random ruin should i or warhammer um there's four different kind of factions there's kind of one goody goody two shoes there's three kind of baddies if you like and you get to interchange between the in the uh in the campaigns so you're not just stuck playing the goodies you, you can you don't you can take you do take turns playing the other factions so that you get a bit of variety um got a conquest mode which is similar to what i talked about with um mortal combat where you've got these kind of like it's like procedurally generated kind of like maps um and i kind of started it over 10 times and i got a different map a different kind of map every time um so it's just endless ways of being able to play the game. Uh, and something that I wish I had the creativity to do, but it's got the map editor, which, um, you know, you can, you know, the, the community are very creative, like some of the maps they come up with. Um, you can use that to download and play with skirmishes and you can play the play with them online. Um, but also you can do something, which I thought was quite neat, actually. You can actually, because you know what Warhammer's about, you know, you're painting your little, painting your little figures and, create little files you can create your own little scene so like you can if you want to yeah create your army and you can put your own custom color on them you can then put them on a map against an enemy and you can just put them in different poses 
like as they're, they're fighting, they're retreating. It's just like there's so much in this one game. It, it, I can't, it's not even a four. I think it's like a hang on. I think it's a fifty pound game. I think. Hang on. Yeah, I'm currently yeah. on the store looking at it, seeing as you recommended it. So for fifty pounds, yes. you get a lot of bang for your buck. And like I said earlier, it's a game made by Frontier. Um, you know, as Ross alluded to earlier, like it, it, looking from the outside into the Warhammer franchise, I'm like, oh shit, do I need to read up on all this lore? The past, <laughs> but mm. there wasn't at any stage I felt like I need to delve into the history. It was very kind of generous in, in that way. Um, so yeah, if you like, yeah, it's one of those things when I've had your review, I kind of I thought, oh, I'll just try to download this one. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah. Now you mentioned the word editor, and anything, any game as an editor in it, my son would absolutely love because he seems. Yeah, I mean, honestly, it, it, I mean, it, that's the one control, but the, the one bit that lets it down on console is the controls can be a bit finicky with the the map creator. But I'm sure some of the more brain power than me could probably figure it out. But yeah, you can, yeah, you know, mountains, and you can you can do whatever. It's just like it's crazy amount yeah, of shit you can RTS do. It's never my huge like my go to kind of game, but yeah. Made me review and stuff, it seemed like, oh, actually, no, this could be good. Kind of a I mean, I'm reading the ratings well, on it, and the first one that comes up saying it's not quite Battle for Middle Earth 2, which is probably my favorite RTS game of all time, yeah, but it's up there automatically, like pricks the ears up because yeah. Battle for Middle Earth 2 is a fucking masterpiece, yeah. And this is like I said, I, I absolutely love this. I'm gonna put this in my number two now because again, it's a game that I'm now gonna go back to again. Um, try and complete it on the harder modes because I just went through the campaign on normal. Like, I failed quite a lot of times trying to get through the campaign, you know. Um, but it's figuring out different strategies and what units to use and all this and all that. And it's just, it's just a bloody great game. Okay, just needs Tim Covey in Red Alert. But no, no, if you enjoy RTSs, then you know. Well, I mean, Frontier obviously put F1 Manager on Game Pass, so maybe next year at some point you might see it on Game yeah, Pass. I think they did bring one of the Warhammers to Game Pass. I can't remember which Game one. Pass has had a few Warhammers. That, was, that, yeah. that yeah. wasn't Frontier one. That was um, like an FPS game. Where oh, was it? Oh, okay, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, well, I, think a couple of the, oh, I think a couple of the FPS games are on there, but this is like an RTS game. I'm going to um, sidetrack just in another type of idea because I know it sort of ticks into the same sort of idea. But have you played the Total War Warhammer? No. Pete, this is my yeah. first Warhammer game that I played. This is this is like another one that sort of like ticks all the boxes for me in regards to mm. the type of game I would like to play. But again, it feels like you're stepping into the great unknown. Yeah, because then the yeah. Warhammer Forty Thousand Dark Tide is one they've got in Game Pass at the moment. Yeah, yeah, and there was another one. Right. I forget what it was called. There was that in its sequel, which came to Game Pass, which were like again <laughs> Graham's favorite, Left 4 Dead style Warhammer games, which I think Dark Tide is as well. It's like a co-op shooter type game. Uh, I actually, again, I installed that, but I haven't played it yet. That'd be a fun one to, to try maybe in January or something. But, but can you give us a title of Warhammer before we move over to Ross? Because it's a long fucking title. When it's, Warhammer, so it's Warhammer Age of Sigma, Realms of Ruin. <laughs> Super Ultra Deluxe Edition Hyper Turbo. <laughs> no, that's the thing. Another thing. Like, what, like Obviously, another thing I love about Frontier is there's no like need to battle passes there's no buy this cosmetic for 10 pound it's just there's your 50 pound game fucking have at it 
you know. Yeah, they, but I'm looking at it. Hasn't, uh, sold massively well, so it might even come into Game Pass, like mm. you said, be more of an uh, incentive to do so. So I was looking at it. The... It'll be Jurassic World. That was a piece of shit. There's, a, there's another one from the Age of Sigmar as well called Stormground, but it was done by Focus Entertainment. Mm. So obviously they shat the bed in it, I'm presuming, and it's been passed over to Frontier and Frontier. Yeah. I mean, yeah, front, Frontier, like I said, Frontier, I said earlier, they're smashing out of the park. Yeah, yeah. Warhammer, F1 Manager, um, Jurassic World that Ian loves. <laughs> yeah, even going back to Sue Darkoon, they're, they're, they're creating... They found the coaster, which was good. Yeah, exactly, the Darkoon coaster. They're making, they've got a, now a catalogue of games that are just absolutely superb. I just didn't realise they did Elite Dangerous as well. I don't think that was mm. one too. They did yeah. indeed. They did indeed. They're and they're not too it's far from us. Massive, I think. Isn't it? Not massively close, but yeah, not too far from us. So we, just, we'll swing by one day and be like, "I love you." I just, yeah, <laughs> I just, I just speed is your favourite. I just hope they think they know that I wrote it now and not Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know. I forgot to change the name. I'm sorry. I'm so used to not having to do that anymore. Anyway, anyway, I certainly didn't play it. Pete, uh, Pete did the honours there. Anyway. Ross, let's get your number two out because we need to get get fucking things on the road here. Shifting. Um, I'm going to go for another one that's maybe a wee bit left field and it's one that was the one that was going to be my biggest surprise. Um, but it's, it's jumped into the number two spot and it's Hogwarts Legacy. Well, exactly. You had to run around and just murder on folks. Fucking brilliant. Um, no, I was like, I, I did pick it up for me. My wife is a massive Harry Potter fan and she's I, like a dabbling gamer. So she can manage like Fable and the most basic settings type idea. So I thought, right, we'll pick this up for her and see if she can manage it. And she enjoyed it and she thought it was quite fun. I was sitting watching her play it and I was like, yeah, it actually looks like quite a good laugh and things like that. So I ended up picking it up and before I knew it, I was 40 hours in. Um, <laughs> so I was like, ah, oh, shit, how the fuck did this happen? God damn you. Um, oh, I thought it was fantastic. Um, I liked the story of it. I liked this sort of plot twist type idea with the character uh, from your sort of Slytherin brethren. Um, I liked the fact that the sort of hat picked you based on like your choices and stuff. So um, no shock the the Scottish boy ended up in Gryffindor because, you know, just Billy Big Boss up top, so um, no, I really liked it. Thought the artwork was really cool, liked the dueling type idea of it. I uh, liked all the different variations in the spells. I would have liked to have Quidditch in it because it is like a big part in Harry Potter, but I can understand why they might have like added it in later on, even though they've not done it yet. Um, I liked how it took it all the way back, like a long time before everything else, so you had a completely neutral base to start on where it was like goblins that were the, the big bad type idea or the main bad um, and you weren't sort of relying on name value of sort of Dumbledore, Voldemort, Harry Potter, Ron, Hermione things that everything was unique to the game. Um, obviously still had some areas that were relevant to the, the, the books and the films but it was, it tried to stand on its own two feet instead of just having to rely on name dropping and things like that so i really enjoyed it i liked the fact that there was dragons um anything with dragons sort of gets like an extra couple of points for me <laughs> but like i say it, it was probably going to be my biggest surprise of the year of how much i enjoyed it but it's it's earned its place in my in my top three for games of the year very nice my my eldest is a big harry potter fan too and she's been playing it not nowhere near as much as that 
But every now and then she'll get stuck and I go and help her like clear a fight or you know do a tricky part. You've done and the actually, puzzles. Like you said, yeah, I done, I've done a couple. I don't remember what they puzzles were. Puzzles are good. I actually quite enjoyed it. I, I would quite like to play it on my own. I think I'm not a Harry Potter yeah. fan the slightest, but the yeah. the sort of combat and 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 yeah, traversal and, and the setting is very uh, yeah. very well done. And that's what I say. Like yeah. I like it for the fact that you don't necessarily need to be a Harry Potter fan to enjoy it because there's no Harry Potter references. There's just yeah. the Hogwarts world. It's got the name, but not the character. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Oh, nice. So Hogwarts Legacy. Um, I have a feeling, um, considering the controversy around it, that you might be one of the only people who pick it this year. But good, good work, sir. Good work. Someone's got to represent. Damn right. And, uh, like I said, it, it was a good game from what I played. The little I played of it, anyway. Uh, right, we're at number one. So before we get to number one, I realise we're going quite long. Anybody got anything else they want to bring up before we uh, before we rapid fire this? Is everybody excited for GTA Six on Tuesday? Oh trailer. yeah. Trailer one. Two two o'clock Tuesday afternoon. Thirty second video. Please don't get overhyped. Just yeah. otherwise it'll be literally Yeah, it's gonna be like a fucking transition and that's it. Thirty second video, you're basically gonna see the Miami strip, GTA like six, the logo's gonna pop up on screen. No idea of the game, no idea of the gameplay, no idea of the release date. It's just gonna be confirmed that GTA six is coming out. Yep. You heard it here yep. first. The trailer to announce the next trailer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Please be excited. Yes. Well, we'll see. We'll see. IGN are doing a uh, a post show, so I've got. A, you know, I don't know whether they know something we don't know yet. Maybe it's more in depth than we're expecting, but uh, it's also just because it's GTA Six. They could have a post show about what a fucking time is it on? single image. It's two p.m. The trailer. Ish. 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 Oh, you got too um, excited. Yeah. Sorry. Have to. Uh, we'll no, no. To... Anyway, Jay lost it. I was going to say ish as well. <laughs> anyway, 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 let's move on, shall we? Let's round this bad boy off with our number one top tier ultra super duper extra edition pick of the year. Shall I just anyway, smash I... my one at the park? Just yeah, go on and let's let's start with Ross. And we'll, we'll, we'll we'll stick to the uh, oh, the route we had the first time. Ross, Ross is number one is... give us your number one top tier game of the year. Yeah, yeah, FC, go on. Oh. <laughs> Biggest disappointment, maybe. Um, to the surprise of absolutely fucking no one um a game that you knock out pretty much 100 hours consecutive of like running off the first 40 hours with about two hours sleep is going to sort of get your game of the year come hell or high water um and starfield for me uh absolutely smashes it out of the park i i take oh, on board sorry? starfield field, um, sorry. yep starfield um, I, I completely I, I agree with everything Pete says in regards to shortcomings. Um, there's no there's no denying it. I'm not I'm not sitting there on my Bethesda coloured spectacles on, but the enjoyment that I got out of it, out with Pete's sort of very valid points. Um, I loved it. the the different styles of missions in regards to if you want to do the sort of corporate espionage for the reunion stuff the the i would almost say mass effect type missions for the uc in regards to this sort of alien based threat um the space cowboy if you want to the freestar collective or even being sort of the criminal enterprise if you want to be if you want to go down the the crimson sort of the route instead of trying to just play them off as you're trying to be part of them if you want to go full on baddie then you've got so much 
options in regards to that. It's beautiful to look at the actual scenery of it. I don't care that some of the planets are barren. If you think of our solar system, to take it on a very small scale, there is one planet that has a diverse biome to it. Everything else is one type of idea that's very barren, nothing else on it. So to me, it's a very accurate representation of what space is. So I don't know why you would be complaining about an accurate representation. Um. I love this, like I love the idea of the crafting of this, your spaceships and how many different options. Like there is no limit to what you can build, and is it a little bit fiddly? I would say to build your spacecraft, probably, but you are literally limited to your own imagination as to what you're wanting. Even before the game came out, you had fucking people building the Megazord out of fucking Power Rangers. Did you see the one where they built like a like a cube? And- Yes, it was like a literal cube that couldn't be shot because the whole middle hit box was empty. Yeah, fantastic. Like that's the same. Like you, you can if you can imagine it, you can pretty much build it. And I don't know a game that offers that level of customization in regards to that type of area. The outposts. I know you touched on it earlier and didn't really jump into them. I have ten, like different things that I wanted to do with my outposts in regards to like laying them out and stuff like that but just for the simple fact of resources to make your spaceship like the the, the outpost management is fantastic especially when you can automate it all like you um, some of the videos that I'd seen where you literally everything pre-generates by itself and then you've got I think it's the basically the subframe type of you can make and that gives you all the building crafts that you need to make forward yeah, and that even like you could, you could do like build like a, a base on one planet and go to venus jump forward like a couple of hours yeah because of the way the hour system works yep um so uh, very much like fallout fallout did a similar sort of idea as well um where you could sort of cheese the system in regards to like getting all the stuff that you need based on just your camp um the, the the uniqueness of how they did New Game Plus type idea where you had different interactions based on how many times you played through the game, different things changed in the game, um, different stats based on your character for the fact that every time you load up a new save, you get different things happening. Something like that's never been done. Like your New Game Plus was literally you start a new game with all your same gear, but the storyline and everything's exactly the same. Whereas they dared to be innovative and try to make something different. And it's flawed. There's no two ways about it being flawed. But they were big enough to take the challenge on to do something different. So hats off to them for that. And with every Bethesda game, and it's it's maybe a cop-out, but the game only gets better when they start allowing the general public to mod it. And I can't wait to see what Starfield's like when you start introducing mods. I don't think like Skyrim wouldn't be able to have launched as many different versions as it launched without having like Nexus mods to do the PC side originally. Then they started doing the Creation Club side and then all the mods that got added into that. That game would have died a painful death a long time before, even today. There is like the Bethesda servers went down for Skyrim and there's outrage because of the fact that the mod central isn't available for the game. That's a game that's what? How old is Skyrim now? Uh, 12 years at this point. 12 years old, and you still have such a demand because they have the mod system in. 
to have such a fervent player base. Same with Fallout. Do, so, do you think Starfield can get to that place? Yeah, wholeheartedly. I think they can add to it with DLC. I think they're only going to make the game better. And you could argue why was the game not better when it launched, and I completely understand their statements. But you name me a fault, you name me a, a Bethesda game that had outstanding companions because there hasn't been one. Fallout didn't have great companions. Skyrim didn't have great companions. They were Wait, there. Don't you besmirch Lydia like that, you? Lydia was the man. She was, she was sworn. Serena was she better. She was sworn to carry our burdens. Serena was better, but we won't say anything about it. Um, <laughs> they were the, they were literally there to carry your excess goods. That was all they were there carry for. Your burdens, yeah, exactly. So it's not a game like, and then Fallout done it a bit better because you had like loyalty quests that you could go and do like full storylines for them and get like a certain perk by unlocking their loyalty and stuff like that, which they they built upon. But none of the characters in Fallout Four, for example, were mind blowingly great. Um, so I wasn't expecting the companions to be outstanding i expected the gameplay and the main story to be great which in my eyes that's why it's my game of the year i think you've made your case fair enough there um i like i said i'm definitely more towards special guest beat side um but i can't really rebut anything you've said there other than to say um how dare you besmirch lydia once again that's outrageous lydia was shit she dies so easily she did, but she was. You're obviously a bad companion yourself, then. Ela the Huntress was the best one. Did you see? You were talking about New Game Plus there. Did you see the story a couple of days ago where a player found themselves and recruited themselves as a companion? Yep, oh, you, like can the, like your, you can find just. Yeah. You can find yourself in, like, when you open up the doors to the, the constellation the first time, instead of Sarah being standing there. It's you. Yeah. So, uh, I don't want to say obviously the same for like broken promises because it's not a broken promise. But yeah. there was a, there was a point in the, in the WhatsApp group where Ross, you were, you were so excited. Oh my god, you can get like 150 companions. And then I saw, I played the game and I was like, Oh yeah, Ross said that. I said, But why? Why? Yeah, it doesn't. You don't need that many, do you? No, but like, I think what? it was more the the crew that you can recruit. But you can't have them all on one ship because when you said that, I was like, oh, "Shit, I'm going to get a, a ship the side of the Normandy, and I'm going to have a hundred <laughs> yeah. crew." The Normandy's all not big. Their stations. I'm going to chat with all of them to say hi, make them a cup of coffee, interact with every single I'm NPC. Right. You know, I'm right. Um, <laughs> that's oh, God, what I was. That's, when, you, when you put that text in the WhatsApp, that's what I was envisioning. Um, yeah. Yeah. What was it? Yeah. The, what game was that that G was bitching about? In that they don't talk to you. That's that was Scott. Oh, was that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's why he doesn't like. I, I mean, that's, 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 that's not exactly what I said. But yeah. Why will you not talk to me? We'll keep going with that. We'll keep going with that. I feel neglected. We'll keep up the we'll keep up the charade for now. So anyway, so the number one for uh, for Ross is Starfield of the year. Uh, a very good game. Just uh, I mean, it obviously hit his highs and hit some people's highs. But as you said, DLC. Uh, and mods and stuff they'll bring. I'm sure they'll keep it going for quite some time yet. <sighs> nice. Graham, let's move around to you, shall we? Yes. Numero uno, the best game you've played this year. And if we you don't pick a good game, not. I'm going to be livid. <laughs> well, Are we playing a guessing game or not? Oh. I mean, we can try and guess. I, I must admit, I'm drawing a blank at the minute. Uh, I, I mean, I wouldn't have a Scooby, to be honest. Maybe, maybe like the tale. Was it Tales of uh, whatever it was you were playing? That Tales of Arise, maybe. 
Um, what about not... Like a Dragon? Has any new ones come out this year? Did you already mention that? Oh, it's no, oh, ve- very, very warm. Ooh, is, it like, is it the Like a Dragon one? Yeah, it is that. Yeah. But which one was it? It has oh, been. It must mentioned. be Ish. 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 Then, Ish. Ish. That's oh, the one. Ish. It was released. Yeah. Ish. 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 <laughs> uh, so Ish. Lucky Dragon Ishin, yeah, that was early this year, wasn't it? So go on and tell okay, us all about awesome. it. Um, so as normal, it is a Yakuza game which has everything around sort of the interesting combat, lots of different procrastination, but it's not about Yakuza's and gangsters and stuff. This time they've gone back in time to sort of a sort of samurai era and um you play, I can't remember what he, he they got names from that era because it's based off of, I'm not sure if it's like a real story, but it's a story of sort of um, a soldier that kind of stood up to like a, an evil empire and kind of challenged them that way. And he, you play as all the characters from the Yakuza series pushed into that old story. So your main guy is the the character but it is Kiryu the guy from the Yakuza series as the main character um, bizarrely it's one of the first Yakuza series that actually has you in one of the fighting styles with a gun which is not that common usually it's kind of like fighting and as Jay saw so it's two different ways of kind of fighting usually <laughs> but it's usually three types like a fast one a middle one and a, an aggressive one but this one you've, you've got like um a, just a sword based kind of combat a, a wild dance which is a sword and a gun or just kind of a, you, you can play like with larger weapons like a big old spears and stuff like that and even a cannon at one point if you unlock it further off <laughs> but um yeah is what's i mean i'm an rpg fan and the accuser fan so this kind of already was going to pique my interest and it did and i saw it all the way through to completion the stories around it i mean I enjoyed the story anyway. I had no idea about the original story it's based on, but it's definitely pretty awesome with the same sort of quirky stuff they like to slap in anywhere, which is bizarre. But yeah, it's if you're an RPG fan or Yakuza fan, this is just an interesting different take using the same kind of format, but just set in a different time period. And it's just as kind of great as the Yakuza games are. Lots of different sort of procrastination things, side missions, Things that distract you from doing the main kind of spit. Are there any feudal Japan arcade machines? <laughs> I think yes. The only thing that's kind of missing, they've kind of got um, like a weird different, um, what's it called, Plinko instead, where the thing drops down and oh, win yeah. prizes, kind of like that. Kind of old school kind of games instead. But um, yeah, great fun. And yeah, just, yeah, an RPG that even took it above Starfield in my eyes is just. Because, I mean, they've got a format that works and they keep it pretty tight. And they didn't really fail too much with this one. It's great fun to play. And it even, yeah, keeps all the characters from the Yakuza series and just redresses them up as in this kind of old style period. So it's got, okay, well, he's playing that kind of guy. <laughs> it's, it's just weird when you recognize all the characters from the other kind of games because it's got people from the Lost Judgment series as well as well as a couple of people that appeared in the Like a Dragon, the later ones. But it's got a lot of the original ones from like, it's like, like four or five bad guys are kind of the bosses from like Yakuza 0, 1, 2, and 3. It's, it's like interesting sort of seeing them reshaped into a different story. But 
yeah, definitely one for if you're a fan of the Yakuza fan, the, the series, but uh, even as a standalone game, because it's not tied into the story as such, is quite a good one to play through. Oh, very nice indeed. Yeah, I must admit, when I was looking through Game Pass the other day, I did think about installing that one, because like you said, it's a side one rather than a main line. Yeah. Um, but yeah, maybe I'll try that one at some point before zero or something and uh, <sighs> see if that one sucks me in like my... Um, man it might do. Name, but... I think you would enjoy Lost Judgment more than you would these ones, or Lost Judgment 2. Yeah, I like did that. start Lost Judgment. That's another one I tried and I just couldn't... It just didn't grab me. But again, that was, maybe it just needed a bit more time. Um, but yeah, very nice. Very nice indeed. So, Like a Dragon. Ish. 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 In. Ish. In. Um, as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right, Ian, let's move on to you then. Your top pick of 2023. Cool. We're doing the guesses or we're just going to go in? Don't, don't be too I, excited. Well, my two guesses <laughs> would have been Hi-Fi Rush or Deathloop, so. And <laughs> um, <laughs> you've already said those. Yeah, no, so. I'm... I'm Oh, hang on. No, oh, wait, no, wait. Here we go. It's got no, to be the wait, isn't it? cross-platform game, isn't it? Uh, is it going to be Zelda Tears of the Kingdom? Or no, you no. said that one. Oh, did he? Oh, it's got to be the wait. Either Pokemon or Alan Wake, yeah. There's, 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 no, there's no Pokemon game this year. Okay. Yeah, Alan, Alan Wake could be up there. Alan Wake 2, yeah. Yep. So, as um, we all know, it's taken them 13 bloody years to bring out the sequel, and that is correct. It is Alan Wake. Alan Wake. Um, Brilliant. Like, for example, me, who's not very good um, at playing survival horror games and any kind of horror to begin with, um, Alan Wake 2 does it fantastic. To the point where I was kind of trying to guess the jump scares and it just happened. And it's like, for fuck's sake, you knew it was coming. And I was like, you have to pause. We, we get yourself back together. Come on, you can do this. And then play. And I think the whole supernatural element. And the fact that they've completely kind of reworked the gameplay from the first one to the second one to make it a lot less um, to do with all action or created and kind of just like blasting an enemy and then shooting them. Um, it's more like, you know, survival hole. You've got kind of, um, like I say, survive. You've got limited bullets and stuff. So obviously, you've got to take your time. It's rather than trying to think, okay, these enemies are going to attack me, but there's a light source to run towards the end of the world. So let's just avoid the fight and run rather than actually trying to kill these people that are trying to attack you. Um, I like the fact that there's obviously a new character called Saga Anderson. Um, so she's been brought into the into this game, and can you play as her or Alan? So Alan's obviously trapped in the dark place from the original one, and obviously spoilers. You know, it's, 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 <laughs> <laughs> everyone played that like 13 years. Okay, ago, I'm not so. playing it though. Okay, that's it. <laughs> so yeah, you play as Alan and of Saga. Obviously, there's a few things that happen during the game, and um, I do kind of like the fact that elements there um, regarding it. I won't go too many spoilers. Follow up, so Pete. We've already um, rooted the game. That's it. Oh, we're in the first game, not the second one. I, I don't. I don't need to play the remaster anymore now. Thanks. It's fine. No. Outrageous. No, definitely play the remaster because it's absolutely fantastic. If the remaster came out this year. I might have given it in my top pick. Um, but yeah, I think. Um, I say well, I don't want much going too much tangent about it, but I feel like without trying to get into too many spoilers, they've done some really good jobs into bringing in the other games as well. And um, for example, the um, janitor in control plays a part of it in the game obviously he played a huge part in control if anyone's played it um so it's nice to see him kind of in it and they've kind of incorporated the worlds between the games um and it's just so good the fact that they've kind of meshed these kind of worlds in together like they call this alter world experience um and done it and i think as you say it's a national perfect way of saying it is amazing um 
the kind of supernatural elements are there great and the fact that you know it's still the same kind of play you got flash enemies and then to get rid of their armor before you can actually shoot them um, i like the fact that they've got more locations as well so they kind of got this kind of open world element so you've got three different areas which you can go in and explore as much as you want i kind of like the fact they've got the kind of the uh, still kind of spooky because obviously they've got the kind of water rising and if you kind of clear an area and kind of get rid of this kind of dark element in the area the water kind of um what's called it uh sinks so it allows you to kind of explore more of the area um the music musicality is fantastic some of the kind of cutscenes the way they kind of uh, separate the game so obviously you can go between you can play between as much as you want so for example if you want you can play as alan all the way through until you get to his kind of point on every turn then you can play a saga or you can kind of go in between as much as you want so for me i kind of went between chapters i kind of went between saga and alan rather than playing all through once yeah. as one so, person or through the other my, my main memory of alan wake one was the gameplay wise was you had to shine a torch to defeat defeat an enemy is it the yeah. same kind of thing yeah so that's the shining same the torch you got big batteries and small batteries so you shine the torch to kind of again all batteries yes you shine the torch and that kind of get rid of their kind of dark presence armor which you're still getting chased by a tornado um, there's odds every now and again there's a few things you get chased by um i won't give um but yeah they've got jay's favorite which is not the greatest but they've got a resident evil style loot system inventory system so obviously you have like square blocks where you want to put the weapon in the stuff to me ages like i wanted to get this like i think i had a rifle and i wanted to put it into my inventory so, well i've got space why am i not going through but now you've got to move this little thing up there so there's a four in the line before we can put it in yeah a little bit of a tetris thing going just on just putting like... out there if i wanted nice. to play tetris i would play tetris i don't want to play tetris inside my game hmm. and the one good thing about it as well is obviously they've got these things called i think um for saga and for alan they're called different names but for saga one's the mind palace that's kind of where you kind of kind of because she's a detective kind of work how you want to do what you want to work out what's happening in the storyline but that doesn't pause the game so i don't think i did it once but i was like oh quickly need to kind of see where i need to go next so i kind of paused it to go into my mind palace check the map i thought okay i could go to the case board to kind of see what i need to do next and i went and paused and there's a massive guy there about to swing a fucking massive axe and i was like oh fuck freaked out because obviously he doesn't pause time so you're like shit what am i doing and then you've got to try and run to the light before you get killed um so yeah brilliant game um the fact the storytelling is amazing um i can't wait for the dlc to come out late in next year i feel like they're going to bring out um they bring that too um and it's just oh god it's just brilliant i love how they've incorporated all the worlds into it and yeah i think they've all the new characters have added absolutely brilliant very very nice indeed uh as we said before one that i'd like to check out i didn't like the original but i would definitely like to try this especially now you you mentioned more resident evil Resident Evil style. Like, I think oh. Oh. literally, very rarely do you get like a sequel be better than the original. Anime Two is definitely one where the sequel far far trumps the original. Very nice. It's not hard to be there, but yeah. Oh, shade. Oh, oh. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very much. So, so far, we've had Starfield, Like a Dragon, yes, 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 yes. um, and Alan Wake Two. All right, I'll jump in next, and we'll save special guest Pete for last. Oh, okay, okay. I'm sure he's got a spicy pick. Um, does anybody want to take a wild guess and uh, stab in the dark what my game of the year might possibly be? Pikmin, probably. Oh, it's, 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 it's going to be the Zelda, Tales of the Kingdom. 
It's not gonna be just sunk. Otherwise, I'll throw my. Otherwise, <laughs> I'll come out and grab my grab your balls in a minute. <laughs> What's left of them? Yeah. Um. Uh, uh, Graham, did you have any thoughts? I didn't hear you. Uh. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Probably Pikmin Four. No. You are correct. No. It is indeed Pikmin Four. No. I realise. I realise that I run an Xbox website and this is an Xbox podcast, but the most fun I've had with a game this year by far is Pikmin 4. Um, <clears throat> much like Trine, they took um, everything about the previous games, sort of sh- buffed it up to a shine, perfected it in almost every way, and I've finished it in about 40-odd hours, and even now, despite the fact that 100%ed it, I still be like, maybe I should just play it again. Maybe I should, I've got all these other games to play, but maybe I should just play Pikmin 4 again. Uh, it, I loved it from start to finish. Uh, it, I loved the, the the change to like having the upgrades and stuff. Um, having uh, what's his name, Ochi, with you. Uh, I, at first, I wasn't sold on his inclusion, but then the more I got used to him, and the more he gets upgraded and stuff, he's actually a really handy companion as well as your Pikmin. Um, the level layout is awesome. The bring, bringing back the dungeons is awesome, uh, and Nintendo are very good at sort of giving you a game, being like, "Here's the game." And then you get to a certain point, and they're like, "Oh, by the way, here's something else." And then you mm. get, "Oh, by the way, here's another mode, or here's an extra thing, or here's something else to do." Oh, and oh, and you, fi- you think you finished the game? Actually, there's more to do now. It's mm. ah, crazy. And yeah, I just uh, I loved it from start to finish. My only nitpick really is that you can't have a hundred Pikmin from the start. I would have liked to have had a hundred Pikmin earlier. It takes quite a while to be able to get the four hundred Pikmin out, out in the field. Yeah, but that's but the challenge, Jay. That's the challenge. Exactly. That, that, the way they designed the that game. That lets you then go back to the previous maps and go, right, exactly. I've now got 60. Exactly. I can now get that mushroom. Yeah, the, 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 they designed it to to incorporate the fact that you had a limited number of Pikmin rather than... like in the Because I just played through Pikmin 1 Remastered and I'm, I'm about halfway through Pikmin 2. And they're very much designed to have 100 Pikmin the whole time, whereas Pikmin 4, again, very much set to limit it and... Uh, sort of ease you in uh, until you get to a certain point where you can have a hundred and you can have you've got and glow you can have, now as well. And you can have your glow pitman. I didn't really enjoy the night missions, I must admit. <laughs> but glow who? What? What? You didn't have yeah. to do yeah, them so much. You could use them in caves, though, couldn't you? You could use them, and they came in handy for the final boss. Certainly, mm. um, that was uh, a, a good one. Yeah, Pikmin Four. Pikmin so, Four. It was. Sorry, uh, so, 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 sorry to interrupt. So, did Zelda not make your top five at all? You, you'll notice there's a distinct lack of Zelda on this list. Um, Shit. Because <laughs> of... <laughs> um, like Ian, I just haven't had time to play it. Yeah, I've, I've probably put about four hours in. And I actually started playing it again this week, hoping to get more more into it to maybe include it. But I just haven't had the time. Um, it's, it's really a good game. I feel like it could be really, good. Really good game. But yeah, yeah I think if fun. I had played it more, it probably would have been in the number one spot. But... Yeah, it's uh, come back to me in January. We'll <laughs> see, see how far I get with it. Yeah, uh, see if yeah, we've pick, changed our answers. Like, yeah. Oh, one second now, the end of the year. Pick, now, yeah, we'll Pikmin 4 was it was a joy from start to finish. Um, and like I said, I'd like to play it again, but I've got so many other games I should play that are new that I haven't already played. Um, I'll, I'll just you wait to the first show next year and wait till it's a six hour special of. Pokemon DLC. Pokemon DLC. Yeah, I'm well aware. I'm well aware. Don't worry. Just, just, I've tried you to just keep it as wind as your neck in here. Um, I mean, Christmas holidays yeah. coming up. That's two weeks of FM coming up as well. You know. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. But what, I, I, your, I, what was number two again for you? 
My t- yeah. my number two. Yeah. It was Try and Five. So Try and is technically your Xbox game of the year. My Try and Five would be my Xbox game of the year, but I On mean, the I, I like to play, podcast. I like to play across. So across completely the ignore number one. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. Just just pay attention to number one because it's it's the best game anyone ever played. To, to be fair to Jay, Pikmin Four is a very very good game. Very Damn right, it's. I, I couldn't put it down from start to finish. Damn I'd say right. it's definitely a number two. Yeah, I can't see. I've, I've looked at playing it. It's, uh, honestly, they're so good. It's a demo on the Switch. You go check out yourselves and uh, make your own mind up. But I won't go on too much longer because we're going on for, for quite some time. And obviously, it's not an Xbox game. But Pikmin 4, number one for me. Uh, until I carry on playing. Zelda. Number one pick. No, no, this is a four hour podcast. I've got like an hour and 10 yeah. minutes. <laughs> so, especially as Pete, you're finally back with us. We're going to use you to. Finish off this wonderful episode of Xbox Damn Xbox Damn, which you call each and every Sunday, 8 p.m. Just gonna say this before we go any further, Pete. The last time that you made our presence on this show, it was to ask a question on a quiz. If your last game takes half as long <laughs> as your question on the quiz, you're <laughs> gone. By the way, I've I that's never my idea to those questions, by the way. That's always <laughs> it. That's my idea. I, I think it's crazy. And, uh, he forced me. He forced me. He forced uh-huh. me. Anyway. Special guest Pete, d- deliver me your number one of the year. Guys, want to have a guess? Mm-hmm. I can't think. F one twenty three. Football manager or some description, perhaps. But F one manager? No, you said that already. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm trying have to you? think where else you. I know you. Yeah, F one manager was my yeah. number four. My kind of. That was it. Yeah. It was when it. Yeah. It won't be F one twenty three because surely no. that's not that great. No. Um, I haven't played it. So I've been yeah, commentating exactly. on it. I haven't actually been playing it. <laughs> I, I haven't touched. I haven't. T- I haven't got my wheel out in about fourteen weeks now. I can't think what you. That's how much I'm enjoying. F1. Oh, it's not the one you're playing recently. Oh yeah, it could be that one of the RPGs that you took a shine to. Uh, I thought if I always wanted to cheat and play Cyberpunk, but oh no, that's I don't know if the DLC bit counts as the game of the year. My controversial pick for game of the year is Cyberpunk 2.0. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. yeah. Uh, I know it's controversial, but Does it 2.0 count it is basically a new game. Um, even if you don't buy the DLC, um, it just opens up a whole new wave. And I've been playing it non-stop for the last week two weeks maybe i it's honestly i'm coming home i'm literally that's the first thing i'll do i'm right sit down i'm in my work clothes right play it um i've just robbed the, the the credits on the dlc half an hour before we um obviously got went live here um just i mean look hang on, i've got the website up here because there's the game is just so much better now um like the police are obviously upgraded um they can actually it's got that kind of GTA feel to it when the police, when you actually commit a crime. Um, you can now do vehicle combat, so you can shoot out your, your car. Um, combat's now different, uh, like, well, more challenging. Uh, hang on. The, oh, the big thing is the perk tree. So the whole kind of perk tree has been redesigned. So now it's easier to kind of build your character that you want to. It's all segregated into kind of like, how you want to build so that like, I've been playing as like a stealthy net runner. So I've been kind of net running people, like killing people with like contagion and overheat and all that kind of stuff. But also I've had a little trusty knife, just a little ninja, 
you know, if people try and see me like headshot with a knife. Um, but obviously there's so many different ways you can play. You know, I've seen clips online of people just slowing down time to halt and just literally just punch everyone in the face and <laughs> clearing out a clearing out a room in about 10 seconds. Um hang on, what else is yeah? So the perk tree has been done. Obviously, you've got all new cyberware um that you can store on yourself. Weapons are different. Uh so a quick look. Uh yeah, there's so much, I'm not gonna read for all of it because obviously there's a lot. But basically, the, the highest praise I can give Cyberpunk now is that three years after the release of its initial release, it is now the futuristic GTA that I think people were expecting. Is that all it took? Um yeah, it took three years, but now so two point So in three years' time, could Starfield be the best game ever? It could be, but I think Star. I think Cyberpunk had. I enjoyed Cyberpunk on my first playthrough. There was something already there that that I could get your teeth into. That more with Starfield, because I remember Gray enjoying Cyberpunk yeah. as well when it was released. Did, did you yeah, review? I, did you review Cyberpunk? I did review. Yeah, yeah, I did. Um, it was the year, wasn't it? That year, it was. It was, yeah, yeah. Yeah, my first play for Cyberpunk back then, three years ago, was as a I picked the Nomad version. Now I've been picking the. Um, uh, I picked the Corpo and like the, the amount of conversations you can have by just being from a Corpo background, it makes things very intriguing. Um, yeah, and again, the DLC was excellent. Like, I, I do you know what? I'm one of those guys that will play a game, but I don't like to research too much into it just so I don't spoil too much of it. Um, and obviously, Idris Elba is the big pull for the Phantom Liberty DLC. And I, for the life of me, always thought I thought he was going to be the antagonist. But I'm like, hang on, he's on my side. I thought I was supposed to be killing him. But <laughs> that's how much I'm into it. I just thought I, I thought it just was um, going to be the baddie. But no, he's he's by your side. Um, his voice acting at the start is a little bit like it looks like he's kind of read the script before he's kind of watched the scene. But as it goes on, it, it you can tell it gets better. Um, but uh, yeah, honestly. I've enjoyed Cyberpunk so much. If you go and play it again now, it's a totally different game. It is 2.0 is you know, it is it's completely new. Everything's new. Have you watched and, the anime, Pete? Um, because that's really good. I it? haven't. I've been meaning to. I want to. Um, very good. Very, very like amazing what they've done in it. Yeah. You, you, especially now you've played the game. Once you yeah. watch the anime, you think, oh, I recognise that reference. I understand that. And it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, and obviously the thing with the new DLC is it now you can unlock another one or two endings for the, the base game um, obviously I won't go into spoilers but <laughs> yeah it is honestly uh, just it, it, yeah I'm even though it's 11 o'clock and I've got work at 6 o'clock tomorrow I'm going to maybe play it for an hour or two before I go to bed <laughs> that's how mm. I haven't been this addicted to a game in a very very long time it's the reason why I'm not playing Warhammer you know, it's because this game, you know, I just thought I'd pick it up and thought, oh, let's give it a good go. And I'm like, yeah, no, shit, I can't put it yeah. down. Cool. And, uh, yeah. So, See, I would... Game, please game the year, game that came out four years ago. Yeah. <laughs> See, I, I, was, I was put off by Cyberpunk because I, my mate picked up before I did and he, he hated it originally. He said it was so bland and empty and he didn't, he just thought it was a waste considering the, the hype and especially I think because it was CD Projekt Red as well he had so much higher expectations so when I heard that I was like immediately on the back foot like 
this. If, if he's saying it's that poor, I'm, I don't know if I'm going to commit to playing it. But having heard what I've heard in regards to the changes they've done for like 2.0, it's now sort of really making me want to jump in and play Cyberpunk. Considering yeah. you love and, Witcher as well. Like, well, exactly. That was and that was what sort of put me off. Because Cyberpunk is far, far superior to Witcher. It's really not. Uh, the Witcher you, haven't, you haven't played Cyberpunk whilst you can't comment. <laughs> Until you play, you're right. You're absolutely right. I can't comment. That's very true. But so, the Witcher Witcher is one of the greatest storytelling games of all time. Until you play Cyberpunk, it's not going to have the same storytelling. Starfield and NPCs. Jay will be very happy to hear. They all talk to you. You can talk to every NPC. Damn right, baby. You can talk to everyone. Give me a conversation. Give me a conversation. No, I agree. Yeah, Starpunk yeah, is fucking yeah. brilliant. And I loved it from start to finish as well. And, and now it's a brand new game. DLC. DLC does seem fun. I mean, technically you are cheating with Bitcoin 2.0 because it's DLC. I, I know. I, I did for I, but because it's literally 2.0, it, and, the, yeah, it, and you don't need the DLC for it to be a complete, completely brand new game. That's why it was my choice because I just. But the campaign's quite long, though, isn't it? The DLC. It's it is. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, like I said, I've just rolled credits. I think I've put about fifty hours into it, um, and I've still got at least half the normal campaign to go. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, I think I've nice. got a long time in it as well, man. Yeah. Very nice. Very nice. So, a quick roundup then before we. Uh... Wrap up this three-hour podcast. Fucking flying through this. Oh, well, look at that! I finished it on um, three hours. Yeah, I'm right. Well done, sir. Well done. So we've, we've had Starfield from from Ross. We've had Lucky Dragon Ishin from Graham. Uh, Alan Wake Two from Ian. Pikmin Four, obviously the Xbox classic from me, and uh, Cyberpunk Two Point Oh. Shambles. New DLC. Oh, game Phantom came out. Liberty. Phantom <laughs> Liberty. Uh, you two are disgraced, but outrageous. So. We uh, thank you very much for listening to us watching. Um, if you made this far, you're a fucking hero. We're going long, so we're, we're going to call it a day there. But we will discuss uh, our anticipated games next week on the final show of the year, I imagine. Um, who, who have we got? Sorry, uh, Sour Blow. I know you're asking that question. What we're looking forward to next year? We'll uh, we'll discuss it properly next week, uh, and it'll probably and maybe in January as well once everybody's back. Um, but yeah, for now. I guess that's it. Game of the year is done. We've got the Game Awards on Tuesday, um, Thursday, sorry, GTA 6 trailer on Tuesday. And I'm sure plenty of other news and stuff will happen in the next week or so before we disappear for a nice festive hiatus. And then we'll come back and discuss all sorts of video games, Xbox and otherwise, especially when we played some more Zelda over the holidays. Anyway, and Pokemon, yes. (laughs) Thank thank you very much, everybody. It's been a pleasure. I've been Jamie. You can find me at Enexan most places if you just find Ask Jeeves and I'm sure we're pointing in the right direction. And if you're at the uh, Street Bake Bakery in uh, Basingstoke, give them a shout. They're fucking lovely. Oh, anyway, yeah. <laughs> we, we have been this week. I've been joined by Scottish Scarf Ross. <laughs> you can find I'm, sorry, I'm, replying, uh, I'm replying to chat. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm replying to chat. Sorry. <laughs> Scottish anyway. <laughs> He's gone off the script. What are you on about? You said his nickname or his username. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Just, just shut up. MPV Graham, tell me. <laughs> Graham Reaper. Uh, Ian? That's Scottish well. You don't get a million now. <laughs> and special guest, Pete. Uh, Peter Kinch. <laughs> Goodbye, everybody. It's been a pleasure. And have a wonderful Christmas if we don't see you before then. Bye.
Dubstep, hit it! Not so loud. With the dubstep. Hit me the uh, 